Thank you and welcome to Gadgets with Family, the tech podcast for the family IT person and the mom in charge of home networking and the son that handle all the account setups and the neighbor that needs help installing the security cameras and the student looking to get better tech, upgrade their tech, the grandpa with his new phone, the butcher, the baker, and yes, the popcorn maker, and anyone else trying to get more out of their lives through tech. I'm your host, Jay Benjamin. And I'm your host, Greg Cunningham. Thank you for joining us for episode 20. And I got to tell you, Jason, when I read this in the in the show notes when yesterday when I was trying to fill in some stuff, I was like, mm-hmm. I had the rhyme going. I had the rhythm. Yep. I was bobbing my head to it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I thought I thought that was a good throwback because we wanted to make the show about anyone, but we'll get into that. We'll get into that here in a moment. But so Greg and I have said from the very beginning that this wasn't going to be a set structure, you know, set in stone kind of podcast, right? We were always going to be forever improving things and and tweaking things and streamlining lining things to make a better show. So like we said from the beginning, this was going to be a journey more than it was a said podcast, right? So I thought today we would um, talk about this journey that we've had so far, right? So we've made a lot of changes. You know, we made some improvements, some things we tried that we just didn't like that, um, you know, just didn't feel like it was going to work out. You know, we made some changes here and there, but uh, Greg, off of the top of your head, can you think of any changes that we made that just felt right? Just doing the show, right? right. So that was yeah. when I was reading through your questions uh, and prepping for the show. And yes, we do a little bit of prep for the show. Um, just doing the show felt right. We decided when we would launch it and then yeah. making it casual. I think at the beginning, and I think you've got this a little bit later in the feedback, maybe we w- did try and make things a little too structured and all yeah. that kind of stuff, but do the show, have fun doing it, and what happens, happens. So that's right. what I think feels the best. Okay. All right. So what I was thinking that we would do today, uh, you know, just to change from our regular show, is just take a look back at the first 19 episodes, right? We'll talk about some of the things we learned, some of the mistakes that we've made, some of the, and, and cover some of the changes that we made to our setups, software, hardware, things like that. And uh, and just talk about them today here um, uh, on this episode 20. So um, after that, we'll talk about um, a little tech, right? Because what is a tech show if we don't talk about tech, right? We can't just talk about ourselves for the whole the uh, whole uh, episode. And uh, we'll find out what Greg, what you did to your home screen and changes you made to focus mode and things like that. And and. Uh, and and yeah yeah we'll we'll get into it here shortly. So what do you think about that? Yeah, I think it sounds great. Do a little bit of that in the post show. We've got some good current stuff and some tips too. I think um, yeah. that will be useful. So we'll do that early and then chat about the show, which has been a lot of fun. And then we'll get geeky. There's one really geeky topic. Yeah, the post show. yeah, I, I think so. I forgot to add it to the notes, but ever since you sent it, I wanted to talk to you about it. So we'll we'll get into that here. So, but before we do, share the show with anyone that we described in the intro, right? Friends, family, coworkers, neighbors, anyone you feel that can benefit from the show. Also, take a look at the YouTube channel, right? Things are really, really starting to pick up over there. You know, we, we some of the changes that we're going to talk about, uh, segmenting out the show and giving us more video content. Um, 
it's really starting to show some improvements, getting some traction over there on YouTube. So it's youtube.com forward slash GDTS for FMLS. And uh, that's Gadgets for Families, abbreviated. And uh, things are, like I said, starting to pick up over there. So check that out. Um, also, check out our blog. Greg wrote some really good blogs last week and, and oh, the week before and, and posted them. Really good reads. Check those out, too. And uh, as usual, all of the socials, uh, uh, Instagram, things like that. And uh, give us your feedback. You know, let us know what, what you would like to hear, any topics you want us to cover, uh, uh, any critiques, any complaints, anything. Just share it with us and uh, we'll address those pretty quickly. I dropped a new blog post. I think I published it last night. It was when it okay. went live and it's on Watch OS 10 this time. So there's blog posts out there on all those upgrades I did. One on the iPhone 15 Pro Max, setting it up, uh, AirPods Pro 2, iOS 17, some thoughts a few weeks in, and now right. watch OS 10. And then dropping later this week will be some shorts and a little bit longer, like two to three minute longer videos on YouTube, kind of summarizing all of those blog posts. Yeah. So I know some folks just don't have time to go in and take a few minutes to read a blog post. So put together a couple of videos that talk through it. And boy, did I talk fast on a yeah. couple of those videos to try and get it in. So, right. But yeah, right. check all that stuff out. All that stuff helps. And the more you promote the show, the more you um, let folks know the different resources. We're just trying to give you the content in whatever format makes it easiest for you. So, right, right. Um, yeah, one of the things I was going to talk about later is, is how I consume the show even after we record it. <clears throat> and um, I found it hard to, Get in some of the some of the longer episodes and stuff like that. But since we've been on YouTube, I found it a lot easier to to keep up with things. So, you know, listen, however, whatever's best for you, whether it's on Spotify, the uh, the podcast app or you viewing on YouTube, checking out the shorts. Uh, we'll try to make it all to get you the information that that in the uh, the best way possible, the best consumable way possible for you guys. So, so Greg, let's talk about some current stuff. Um, when I heard this, when you sent the article to me, I'm like, oh, I thought I was the only one because <laughs> I realized it and I thought it was, just, you know, you wake up in the morning and your phone is it's off, right? Because we have those always on screens and you're like, okay, well, what's going on with this? Maybe it did an update and it's waiting for me to enter my passcode or something like that. Well, then it happened again, you know, maybe the next week or a few days later. And I'm like, okay, there was no updates going on or something like that. And then by the third time that it happened, you send the article and I'm like, okay, well, it's happening to everyone. So what do you, what have you been seeing? Yeah. So, I mean, you can see this all over the place and it's, it's various Apple devices and it's not just mm -hmm. iOS 17. Apparently this has been around since iOS 16, but we're seeing a flood of either people have noticed it or, you mm -hmm. know, whatever that something's going on overnight. I don't know that we know exactly what it is because I've had two different behaviors. So something's mm -hmm. happening overnight where one of two scenarios, either it's respringing. And for those of you that don't know, that's, it's kind of like half a reboot, right? Yes. Something crashes, the Apple logo pops up and then your device is right back where it was. You don't even necessarily have to sign back in or any of those yeah. kinds of things. Cause it's just something happened and it sort of reboots, but not a full reboot. So right. that's one thing that's happening. And I've had that happen a couple of times with my phone. Um, one time I happened to be rolling over. The grandson was in the middle kicking me. 
and I happen to roll over and all of a sudden the Apple logo is showing up on my yep. Pro Max that's sitting on my stand. So that's one of the things that's happening. And then the other thing that's happening is, and this happened on my iPad mini first, people are waking up and it's saying, you have to enter a passcode after a restart. Mm -hmm. And you're going, well, I've been asleep for however many hours, right? Yeah. I didn't do a restart. And if you go in and look at the battery history, cause that'll tell you when it's charging, when it's not, all those kinds of things. And I don't know if I've ever mentioned this, but my iPad mini will charge to 100% and then actually stop charging. And yes. then at some point it'll start charging again when it started to dip below that. And for a while it freaked me out that all of a sudden I would hear the ding that it was starting to yeah. charge again. And I wonder, <laughs> started to charge. do I have a problem with my plugs? Do I have a problem? You know, do I have a short in the cable or something like that? Yeah. But anyway, so if you go in and look, then there's this gap in your battery history where it kind of looks like it's grayed out. Right. And so there will be several hours where all of the columns they kind of look like they're there, but they look like they're grayed out. And so what that means right. is that the device didn't know what was going on during that time from a battery charge standpoint. So yes, that's what's happening. Is that what you've experienced? Yeah. Yeah. So um, it was either the first or the second time. It was similar to you. I looked at the phone just to kind of see the time. Um, nothing on the screen. It was It was black. So I grabbed the phone and I'm greeted with the Apple logo. So that's when I was like, okay, well, maybe weird time to finish an update when it usually finishes an update over, the, you know, in the middle of the night. So I'm like, okay, weird time for it to update and didn't think anything of it. And then, yeah, after it happened again, uh, I'm greeted with the uh, enter your passcode for, uh, you know, to access the phone. I'm like, okay, I'm not restarting the phone. What's going on? And uh, yeah, so it seems like something that more people are experiencing. And yeah. you say it's been around since iOS 16, but it, whatever happened with iOS 17 made it worse because I hadn't experienced it this much, right? We're talking about maybe, you know, two to three times in the in the past couple of weeks. Yeah. I, I mean, we talked about this last week about our concerns about the stability of the ecosystem, right? Yes. I think it's actually getting worse. I don't think it's getting better. I, I've started yep. to, it feels like, that's the only thing I can say because I can't scientifically do this, right? Mm -hmm. It feels like notifications are getting out of sync more. Mm -hmm. And right. um, I had an issue that we'll talk about here in a minute in our tips where I had to sign out of my Apple ID on my Mac again mm -hmm. because, you know, the copy and paste from one device to another and the focus modes weren't flowing between my Mac and everything else. Everything else was fine. But yep. the Mac wasn't, and I got to get off this Mac. I, I'm just, although yesterday, a <laughs> little bit of a sidebar, I was listening to ATP, and they were talking about photo backups. That's the one good thing about having a Mac somewhere in your ecosystem is you can get mm -hmm. all of your photos downloaded yeah, in full res onto the up. Mac. And then if you back it up to an external hard drive, you've got a backup of your backup kind of thing. Anyway, yeah. sidebar there, but. So I just, I wonder if this is something I, I thought, okay, maybe it's when it's trying to do an iCloud backup. I thought maybe something's choking in standby mode, but my iPad mini doesn't have standby yes. mode, right? So there's something going on in there. I haven't checked today, but Apple hasn't said anything about it, but it's getting enough press. It's got to be a software bug or a server yes. bug or something in yeah. there, right? That they just need to go in and address the bigger problem that I've heard people say is that if it does the full reboot, are your alarms going to go off? 
And that, and yeah, that's a problem. Thankfully, I hadn't. I hadn't the days that I got up. Uh, I hadn't. I wasn't dependent on my alarm to wake me up. But you're absolutely right. If one of my alarms don't go off, you know, when I need it to, and I'm not really a heavy sleeper anyway, but it will cause me to wake up late. Yeah. So. I mean, thank goodness I wear my Apple Watch because I think I would have had issues. Well, I've had, I have an 18 month old alarm clock. <laughs> right. Right. So. <laughs> But and hopefully my wife and I, because we both have our alarms at the same time, they wouldn't go off at the same time. But this is not good, right? They need to go yeah. in and they need to address this. I did notice yesterday even that my watch did a respring. I was sitting there doing some of my uh, work and I had some music playing, of course. And mm-hmm. um, all of a sudden I looked down, the music's still going, but the Apple logo's on my watch face. And so it had resprung, and that's how I knew it was a respring on my watch, right? Because the music was still playing directly off yes the, off yeah. my watch so it wasn't a full i don't know reboot. yeah they, they need to work on this but there's a lot of press about that if this is happening to you there's not something wrong with your device that we know of yet it's happening right. to a lot of other people uh we'll keep you updated as we figure it out yeah yeah we'll do so you also had some some tips here about um re-enabling and unlocking the Apple Watch and some, some things with uh, photos and, and uh, Apple Pay. What, what's new with Apple Pay? Nothing's new there. So this is, I had this problem. So I just said that I had to sign out of my Mac, right? Yeah. So just a reminder that when you sign out of your Apple ID on any devices, there's stuff that happens. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's right. probably worse on iPad or iPhone because there's so many things that are dependent on it, but I don't know. But at least on the Mac, I just want to, this is the second time we've talked about this on the show. If you sign out of your Apple ID on your Mac and sign back in, make sure that you re-enable the ability for it to unlock with your Apple Watch. You got to go reflip the switch. If you're like me, like I just mentioned, and you want all of your photos to fully download, full res, you got to go back into the photo settings and make sure that's set up. And then you're going to have to add your cards back for Apple Pay. They don't just automatically add those back so you know and, and don't... some of this is off by default for security reasons right yeah. this is stuff that yeah. you don't want to linger around if someone you know let's say someone does your password gets compromised and they say oh let me sign back into to to greg's apple account then boom they automatically have you know all of your photos and all of your which which they do anyway to a certain extent but you know you're not backing up to that device that you sold or traded or or, you know, hand it down to someone or, you know, they don't automatically have all of your full credit cards back in your wallet and things like that. So a lot of this is off for security reasons. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I understand that. It's just, it was a pain in the butt and I just, yeah. it happened at a bad time because it never happens when it's convenient. Right. I mean, yes. and so <laughs> anyway, so yeah, yeah just yeah. a reminder on that. There's your tip. If you have to sign out and if you're doing it on your iPhone or iPad, and there are a few things that you have to do sometimes, I think what's going on with this one is for whatever reason, it's not remembering that my Mac is part of my set of devices on the back end. This goes back to this ecosystem right. that's maybe not as stable as it needs to be with all yeah. of these updates yeah. that they've done. So. So and and you will have to do that from time to time. Signing back in or signing out of your your iCloud and signing back in. Sometimes, you know, like we always say, Apple says it just works until it doesn't. So yeah, it you you, you will have to that, do it someday. That was fine when they were simple, right? I mean, but right. these 
everything is so complex now and we want it, it complex, is it right? is on their end we want all of this stuff i want continuity i want all of my devices to talk to each other but that adds right. complexity so it does it does and and getting all this stuff to constantly stay in sync like you said continuity and being able to access your passwords and messages in the cloud and things like that having everything appear the same way on every device it is um pretty magical if you think of it but we don't want to see that on our end right uh, it we, we make things invisible for the user and when things go wrong like that we kind of notice that hey there's something going on that's not right yeah nobody wants to see that the wizard behind the curtain is right. just a man <laughs> <laughs> ignore the man, man behind the curtain pulling a bunch of levers yeah yeah right <laughs> so well yeah that was that was a good tip i think uh um most people are going to run into issues like that some things uh will will be solved you know a lot of the simpler things will be solved by just signing out and signing back in so that that fixes a lot you know it's kind of like i always mention that episode uh or all the episodes of the it crowd when they call IT and he answers the phone with, did you restart the device? Hey, uh, thank you for calling IT. Did you restart the device? So start with that. If something's not syncing right or acting a little wonky, just sign out and sign back in. And remember to do all the things that Greg just mentioned. So, Jason, I have a question for you, though, while we're in this current stuff and tip section. Yeah. So I mentioned to you that I happened to bump a small sledgehammer into my phone that was in my pocket. And it took a very, very small chip out of the front the front screen protector. Thank goodness yeah. I had the screen protector on. Taking a sledgehammer to a phone, not a good idea, but I was had to have the little mini sledgehammer thing out there for some work I was doing around the house. But then right. you mentioned that um, you already destroyed. You put this back screen protector on, what, two weeks ago at the most, and it's right. dead? Right, It was the night before we got, got went aboard the cruise ship, right? So... That that Friday before, and I noticed by the time we got off of the ship on the way home, I noticed there was a big, pretty large crack in it, right? And I didn't do much that week. We walked around from restaurant to restaurant to seat to seat, and somehow it still managed to get a pretty large crack. So fast forward that another week, I, I was actually home. I was back to work and things like that. I pulled it off yesterday, and it was smashed pretty good. Now, this is just the back. The front is still fine. Just a back screen protector. So, you know, and I tried a different a different brand this time, although it looked very similar, right? These companies, they just, they all buy the same product. They kind of rebrand it. So um, they'll stick it in their box with their company logo or whatever. Yeah, they buy so these I'm assuming big, it was they the buy same. these big sheets of tempered glass, right? And then right. they have tools that cut them in whatever shape they want, put the sticky right. on them the, however they want, and then there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. They ship them out, but they're, they're, practically all the same right unless we unless we go with the more expensive brands right they'll 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 um they'll have their own um process of making theirs but anyway the cheap amazon ones they're all the same but this one this time around well i didn't even get a full two weeks of use out of it before it was smashed so much that i had to pull it off now you know it starts doing those little micro chips right yeah. all tempered glass does it and this one was to the point where it started to chip to the point too, also pulling it off, it actually tore up, you know, peeling it off of the back. So really, really bad shape. Um, no scratches or dents or anything like that. I don't know how these cracks appeared. Uh, the install went on. It went on really good and it was on really secure. 
and uh it looked really good this time i um uh i was i was like you mentioned you had the little bubble around the uh apple logo and stuff i was, I was wondering was that going to happen to me no it went on really good it looks really good on the phone i'm just i couldn't live with the, the cracks and all of that so i have two more of them uh, i hadn't put it on yet but i'll i'll put it on so you're still gonna go caseless right yes Yes, I'm, I'm still gonna I'm still gonna just use the uh, front and back protectors. Also, I have the the camera cover too, like you have uh, the one you did the short on. I have that one. That one has some chips in it, uh, but as long as those little chips don't affect my picture taking, uh, I'll leave it on until it's till it's ready to come off. And I have like three more of those too. Yeah, I mean that's the nice thing about all this. I was listening to another podcaster, uh, Mike Hurley on Upgrade, dropped mm -hmm. his fifteen pro max in the bathroom on the tile oh and he said he do? didn't just drop it he said it kind of launched so <laughs> it went forward and hit and bounced and he doesn't have anything on his okay no front no back no nothing and it's fine except for on the back it seems like it must have bent the titanium just a little bit because oh. there's a little sharp kind of thing yeah, right on the one of the back edges. So, I mean, at least it stood up to that. I mean, you and I were a little worried when we were watching all these people destroying these devices and right. what was right. it really going to do. But so, I, I love being caseless. This device is just such a joy to use. Right, it feels good, it looks good, and so. Um, but I think my back screen protector might have to come off because that back glass is slicker than that subtle you know, texture of right. the, that subtle texture on the back. And I think it's just slick enough that when I set it on the MagSafe charger in my truck, that the vibrations make it turn. And about right. every five <laughs> minutes, I'm having to reach up and straighten up the phone because my OCD kicks in. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I know that's a, that's a little annoying. It does. It does affect the, the, the magnet just a tad bit you know not much it'll still be secured but um have you hit any humps or anything and it popped off of there or no nah, i mean i don't not... drive a whole lot i was i had the oil change yesterday and i was talking to the guy at the the service station and uh told him that i think i filled up my truck probably six weeks ago at this point yep and i still have three quarters of a tank of gas right so <laughs> i just i don't go very far now i mean we're gonna drive it we're going camping this weekend so so I'll, I'll i'll test it then and we'll see and that'll be a little bit bumpy because i'll be pulling the camp trailer so we'll see mm -hmm. if it does if that happens i'll definitely be pulling that i one of two things the other option that i have is when i'm going on long trips like that just mm -hmm. throw it in the case to put on the right put on the magsafe in the truck right and then take it out of the case when i get out of the car yeah. not a big deal yeah yeah so I, I think that'll be fine and and you usually especially when you're going camping or doing some outdoor stuff you usually have a case prepared for it anyway so yep and i do i have that nice that spigen case with the sliding door over the camera that's the camping case so it'll be fine yeah i have one other thing for you too because you prompted this one so I was in looking at or looking at our message thread and it said there's an updated contact photo available for Jason. Now it looked exactly the same as the existing one. Right. Okay. And so I hit update, but then it went away and all I had were your initials on my Mac. 
Okay. It was okay on my phone and everything, but all I had were your initials. And for my pinned message threads, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that drives me crazy. No, I got to have a photo, not anything else. So I went in and, and when I tapped on your contact photo, not the poster, right? But the contact photo, there were two options. And I didn't realize these were even there. Maybe they've been there all along, but maybe this was a recent update. And one of them said, um, custom photo update manually. And that's the one that mm-hmm. was checked. And then the other one said, or asked to update custom photo, ask each time to update whatever the verbiage right. was. And then the second option above that, that was not checked was default. So I think that what Apple has done there is that I can go in and say, like, you could do this. Cause I know you have a very specific photo of me that you right. were using, right? You could go in and say, I'm using a custom one only update or oh, ask me to update and I can say yep. yes or no. Ask me or you could say whatever they put up there is the new photo, just push it out to me. So I think right. there's an option in there to tweak that now, which makes me feel a little bit better about the privacy implications of allowing just right, right. anybody. We talked that about that before. Contact. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't so, know. I hadn't seen that. So I had that issue before. Cause remember I told you I'll some late in the beta, it kept changing your photo automatically. Right to to the one that you have, and and not my not my custom one, so it would change on the phone directly on the iPad. It would automatically it would just switch it to your photo, which was kind of annoying. Not that I mind, but like you said, for your pin conversations, you want those to be you know the, the photos you want because it shows the nice little the little bubble on there. So um, yeah yeah, so I experienced that once. It it corrected itself in a few hours. Right. Um, your your photo is fine, but I, I refuse to use your photo. You know, I want to use mine. And it's not just you. It, it happens with my, my brother. Um, also, my, my uh, group chat with my brothers, they we constantly keep changing. I told you we have that old album cover on there. They constantly keep changing it uh, uh, weekly anyway. So it always annoys me when I open up iMessage and that photo has changed anyway. But Imagine opening that and three of your photos are, or, you know, yeah. four of them are, are changed. So, yeah, yeah, I think that's a good, you know, a good addition. I don't remember that particular setting originally. I just remember it asking if I wanted to keep or, or revert back to you hit revert and it has like a little coin flipping and it, and it goes back to your original photos. Yep. So, yeah, yeah, really good feature. So it, it does make you uh, kind of relax a little that people don't have that much control over the changes on your phone, right? Cause they shouldn't, right? Even if it's your wife or, you know, your, your friends and family, we shouldn't be able to change the photos on your phone unless you allow it, you know? So yeah. I think that's a good, a good addition. I agree. All right, Greg. So this week for catch up, you know, like I said, we're going to talk about, you know, our journey up into episode, you know, 19 and uh, just kind of get an, uh, an idea of, where we at with the show, some of the changes we made, some of the things that we've learned and stuff like that. But before we dive into that, let's do a brief catch up this week and give people a brief history of why we started the show. Well, how did the show get started? You know, maybe because uh, we've been talking about this for years now. And uh, let's finish that off with who the show is for. Yeah, I mean, I had we we love tech. Jason and I. If you go back to some of our early episodes, you'll know that we launched the for the uh, Fortune 500 company that we worked for. We launched their mobile efforts, and 
pried the blackberries out of people's fingers and put iPhones right. in their hands and all of yeah. that kind of stuff. So we love tech. And at one point, I actually had a little blog that I did called Gadgets for Families. And it was actually, it was fun. Uh, I'd put out like one newsletter a, a, a month and right. kind of was good because most of the executives wanted it. And so it actually solved problems before they crept up on us. Right. Um, but then, you know, time went by, um, that company changed. Both of us aren't there anymore. And, uh, I started a podcast in January of this year around some leadership stuff and then got serious about talking to Jason and saying, okay, now's the time, yeah. right? Yeah. Now is the time for us to do this. So I think that was probably the biggest thing from my perspective. What about yours? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it was, even when we were doing a newsletter, right? It was so much fun. It was so much fun. And we talked about even way back then, hey, we should record this. We should make a podcast uh, uh, about the uh, about the newsletter. And then <clears throat> it was iOS focus, right? We talked a lot because we've always been Apple guys from the, from the very beginning. You know, we kind of bonded over uh, uh, Apple devices and things. But we did. We talked a lot about other stuff going on, a lot about gaming, a lot about... Uh, just tech in general, and uh, it it only made sense for us to be in this you know in this position that we're in now, right? This that was always just going to be a natural evolution of the uh, of the newsletter. So, um, my only regret is not getting started sooner. Right? Yeah, can you imagine where we would be now if we would have started? Uh, you know, it, it may have changed the uh, landscapes of of our careers. You know, years ago. But, you know, we're not going to dwell on the past. We're here now. We're moving forward. And, uh, yeah, it's been a good journey ever since. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, kind of what we want the show to be, and we're going to talk a little bit more about what we've done that went well and didn't. But mm -hmm. I had a, a listener that told me that I like when you guys talk. I understand right. what you're saying. Right. And so if I think about who this is for, yes, we've used some terms. And we talk about ecosystems and we talk about a bunch of stuff like that. But we try and keep this as simple as possible so that right. anybody can listen to the show and it can help them. And so that's what we had to do, right? I mean, we had senior executives that, that knew how to power on their phones, but didn't know a whole lot beyond if somebody calls, I press the green button. If I want to yes. call somebody, I tap on their name, right? This was pre big messaging and Slack and all of that kind of stuff where you did everything on these mobile devices. I mean, they were literally yeah. using them as mobile phones. And we would have executives that would come to us and say, I only want to carry an iPad. How do I make that work? And right. Jason and I could make it work um, because we were geeky enough that we could RDP into a Windows session or whatever the case may be. But yes. I still remember one of the Apple executives that was in charge of the international stuff that um not a, did i say apple executive not an apple executive but one of the executives yeah, that was in the charge of the executive yeah 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 yep. yeah but he was just like i just need this to be as simple as possible but this is how i want to do my stuff and so you know ipad and keyboard and all that kind of stuff um but we did have to make it because we would get a call at 2 a.m from him from a foreign yes. airport saying i can't do something and we'd have to right. deal with it so yeah yeah so, and and one of the early episodes, go back and listen to it. We talked about how things weren't as easy 
back then, right, we have iCloud and we have, you know, so many different features that we didn't have back then. So it was kind of, we were just kind of grouping together a bunch of apps just to make things work. And, and uh, you know, I always refer to it as the Wild West. It kind of was back then and things didn't work as smoothly as they as they do now. So, but yeah, this is who we made the show for, you know, so that that's a good way to, to get into who, who the show was for. So we think about our clients and, you know, we always make the joke, we call them clients, but we're talking about our family and friends and neighbors and stuff like that. Um, how do we make things easier for them, right? To be able to gather knowledge for it, because we're always in a position of support, right? I'm like you, we go to a family function with all the in-laws and all of that, and they all pull out their phones and they're like, here, my phone is doing this, or hey, the printer's doing that, or my laptop's doing something weird we're just a family IT guy, right? So we knew that there were a lot of us out there, right? Not just not just two dads that who worked in IT before, but also moms trying to manage all of their kids' devices, right? Also, you know, just tech dads who love technology and stuff, but they work full-time and, you know, a lawyer or, or, or you know, construction or something like that, but they still have this family of devices, that they have to manage. So we wanted to be able to reach these guys and help them out and still have fun doing, you know, doing the show too. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think of, I think I've told you the story. I won't name the family member, but you know, they've got a $500 Apple watch sitting on their wrist for right. two years or whatever it was at this point. And I was talking about something and then we went, wait, what? I can change the data that I see yeah. on that watch face. <laughs> and I remember I went, this, yep. Oh, and, and if I think about that, one of the problems that Apple's ecosystem has and their different operating systems has is they have become so complex that yes. discoverability is a challenge, right? right. I mean, right. they can't pop up a splash screen. And what a splash screen is, right, is that initial screen that pops up when you turn on a device that says, here's all the things that are new. They can't right. go through them. I mean, the PDF that Apple has for iOS 17 changes is pages and pages and pages and pages long. So right. they can't right. do that. So all they're doing is highlighting the main cool features like widgets everywhere, right? right. And for most people, if they just want their devices to do what they need to do, they're not going to pay attention to the geeky stuff. And so, you know, if I think about that person not knowing that they could change and put the temperature yes. outside, right, on their watch face, and that's important to them because of some of their outside activities going, okay, that is not maximizing the technology. Put aside how much you spent on it, right? But yeah. it's not maximizing the technology. And so, not to get too philosophical here, but when I launched Leaders Lift, my goal there was to help people to get more out of life, yes. right? And um, as I talked to you, and I talked to another mutual friend of ours that lives in Tennessee and talked about what I'm good at it as, a, as I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do in this next phase of my career, that's one of the things that came out is I like to help people get more out right. of their lives, right? And right. so this became a natural extension of that because technology is such a big part of our lives and yes. not to go on my social media is killing the world rant, but <laughs> there is so much negative that can happen with social media or with, with social media. Yes. But also with technology, yeah. right? You can have it control you. You can have this amazing piece of technology and have no idea how to take advantage of it. 
But if you learn just right. some simple things, you don't need to know all the geeky stuff that we do. It can transform your experience in your life. If I think about my grandmother that lives in Colorado that we see once or twice a year, mm-hmm. got an iPhone and I said, oh, watch this. And I shared a photo album with her and she went, what's that? And I'm like, every yeah. time I take a picture of the grandkids, you'll get it. And she's like, what? I mean, if she had known that was available, she would have bought that iPhone years before, right? Because do they want to be involved in the grandkids' lives? Yes. So that goes into this getting more out of life. And if I think about my family starting to spread out a little bit more and the grandkids getting a little older, uh, by the Mm -hmm. way, the 18-month-old has an iPad now. My mom had a really, really (laughs) old iPad. And so we've reformatted that and he's using that at the moment. I can't even put Disney Plus on it, Jason, because it's on iOS 12 point whatever with the security updates and Disney requires 15 something to start with. But a bunch of his PBS stuff anyway is on there. But if I think about my family expanding and spreading out and stuff like that, I want all of us to get the most out of our technology. So that's who I think this is for. If you just want your technology to work, but you want it to do what you need it to, and you want to really take advantage of it, we can help. Yeah, yeah. And and you're right. That's exactly what we wanted to do with the show. I think that's that's kind of our mission statement is to to get people to, to use their devices for more than what, you know, their face value is, right? So many people say, I have a phone. It makes phone calls. But did you know you can also keep up with your grandchildren? And... Your phone will automatically let your family know when you make it home, you know, after after a family event or something like that. Or you can make all these awesome photos or videos. And yeah, there, there's so much more than just phones. And we want to help people get the most out of that. So, yeah, I yeah. like that. I think that was well said. I'll give you so a little I, hint here. My uh, phone icon mm-hmm. is not in my dock anymore. Really? My phone. Yeah. <laughs> So, I, we'll, so we'll talk about that on customizations, but yeah, I think there are more and more people that are like that, right? That they aren't using the phone yeah. feature. And I come from a generation of phone callers. I mean, we joke around, my wife right? and I joked with the kids about how when we were dating in high school, how um, she would have to sit in the hall because the cord on the phone wouldn't reach clear right? into her bedroom, <laughs> right? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's funny that you mentioned that, but so mine, by default, from the very first iPhone all the way up until my my 14 Pro Max, I always kept that phone icon down in the bottom left-hand corner. It's, It's just always been there. It's just muscle memory. But now that I think about it, I don't really tap on that icon nowhere near as much as I tap on some of the other ones. So... Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to talking about that. I may be moving mine too. I may be moving several things down there that I I keep down there just out of habit yeah. that I don't don't use anymore. So yeah, yeah, we'll we'll get into that later. On, and, so. and somebody in our audience is going, wait a minute, I can change the four icons that are down right, part of right. my phone. Yes, yes, you can change your dock. So customization is always a good topic because we can talk about so many different things. So yeah, yeah, we'll we'll get into that in the post show. So. And let me say, too, before we move on, I, I noticed with kids, they'll quickly. So we're talking about your 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 grandson. Uh, 
I think he'll notice pretty quickly that his iPad just doesn't do what grandpa's iPad does. And that's going to force an upgrade. So it's a good start. <laughs> it was a stopgap until we see what Apple does with the upgrades. Because even last night, right. he he was we're trying to get him to go to sleep. And Karen's there trying to watch a show on her iPad. And I'm reading on mine. And he's pointing to Karen's iPad going, mine, mine. Because he thinks it's his, <laughs> right? So, yeah. Right. So, but you're right. That is, and and we talked about because there's iPads incoming, right? Whether they're going to be the entry level, uh, uh, new Airs, new Minis, uh, and definitely new Pros next year. Now is not the the right time to go and purchase a brand new iPad unless you have to. But uh, if you can, if you have an option like Greg, where you can find an old iPad or something like that to give to a grandchild, then definitely do that. So, um, but yeah, he'll he'll notice pretty quickly that hey, this doesn't do what what Grandma's iPad does. So, uh, again, before we jump into the main topic, do all the things, subscribe, share, do all of that stuff for us. We really appreciate it. Thank you for listening, as usual. Uh, uh, you guys you'll, you'll really make this thing. Uh, seeing the, the, the progression and the, uh, the, uh, you know, the increase in the numbers and stuff, that's always motivating for us, guys. So thank you, everyone out there who's sharing it and, uh, and listening every week. So the main topic. What we've learned, changes we've made, everything we've done in our journey from episode one plus, because we had the, the, the launch episodes too, all the way up to 19. So I thought we'll take a good, the bad, and the ugly kind of approach to this thing, right? And not necessarily ugly as in things that were terrible because I couldn't think of, you know, too many bad things. So there was nothing ugly. So I'll say Instead of ugly, we'll just replace that with things that just didn't make the cut, right? Some things that we wanted to do that that just didn't uh, that just didn't make it. So there were some changes, you know. Definitely, if you listen from episode one through five, you'll notice that six through seven or six through eight is totally different because we made a lot of changes, right? So let's just jump into it and, and talk about some of the things. So let's start with the good. Of course, right? Let's let's always start with with good news here. So, one of the biggest changes that I think we made is 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 when we loosen up the the show, right? You mentioned you got that feedback uh, of saying that, uh, you know, do you understand? They understand better when we just talk about things like that. So I remember getting some feedback too about we sound more um, relaxed. Right. When we talk about things that, that we enjoy and all of that, instead of just following the structure. So for me, one of the biggest changes was when we stopped uh, just following that script and following those the outline to a T. Right. And I started, you know, I would put down what I want to put, you know, when we talk about the different sections or whatever, an outline or whatever topic, I would put down just the general things I wanted to cover. But I stopped trying to read it like a script. Right. Yeah. And, and, and following it to a T, you know, I kind of ad lib a little bit and I know sometimes I kind of explain things a, a little long or I'll go on and be a little long winded about certain answers. But, uh, I think that was one of the biggest changes that we made was stop being so stiff as, you know, as they say, uh, when it comes to, to recording the episode, what do you think? Yeah. I went through this transition with leaders left too. Yeah. Um, that one actually was kind of forced on me cause I just couldn't keep 
I used to write out every word of Leaders Lift, which is 20 to 30 minutes, right? And yep. the whole thing was scripted out, which was great because then I would just publish it as the transcript. Um, yes. But that did some things. I would go back and try and fix things when I didn't say them the way I wrote them and all that kind of stuff. And so for a couple of episodes, I just went, here's my outline. I'm just going to talk. And I was worried that the shows would be much, much shorter and that the quality would be worse. And all the feedback I got there was that, no, it's just yeah. as good from a quality standpoint and it's more relatable right it makes it feel a little more more human so i think that was really good um for those of you that don't know jason and i really well we actually are pretty different in a lot of areas and this is right. one of them jason is way more go with the flow relax i am way more right. ocd Right. Yeah. Things need to be just the way. And it's just it just is what it is, which is actually why we worked really well together in a lot of instances, because I could handle a lot of the details and making sure everything went the way it was supposed to. And he could just deal with stuff. Right. right. And so that came out. And I think we've got a decent happy medium because we still have some structure. Right. We still have some structure we in do. here. We're not writing everything out. And if you just even if you just went back and listened to all 19 openings the welcome to gadgets for families the tech podcast for right yeah. you'll see that that's kind of transformed and we've been having some fun with that kind of stuff um so yeah i think that was really good to not have to worry about it being so perfect and so formal yeah. and i think that also lends itself well to some of the video work that we're doing right i mean part of it is right. we just don't have the equipment the time the expertise to do mkbhd level stuff <laughs> right, right? Yep. and so just right out from the beginning saying hey we're not going to do all of that but then having so much structure and having it be so exact those two things i don't think meshed well so now we're just we're saying hey we're going with the flow and you're going to hear us cough and sneeze and my sinuses are always a horrible issue. And I try to get all of that stuff out during the edit process, but yeah. it's never going to be perfect, especially when we talk about video. And then we go into the show and we're more relaxed and not so worried about all of that kind of stuff and can just right. talk tech. Yeah. I mean, with his new camera angle, you said that I kind of look like a radio show host. That's what yeah. radio show hosts used to do, right? It was just unscripted. It was just conversation, and that's the way it went. So I think it was yeah. a good move. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so too. So, so, so we talked about how it, it, it from an editing standpoint, it, it did improve once we relaxed and, and, and all of that. So I, I think so too. I, I think part of it is, yes, we've improved. Well, I've, I've improved because we'll talk about that later, but you had a bit of a, a head start. But I've improved, um, so we don't have as many edit points, right? And I know the video is pretty raw. You do see a lot of the the, the background talking and all that. And y'all know you you will edit a lot of that out. But yeah, can you remember some of those early episodes? You would have several edit points that you would have to pull out, and things with me having to explain stuff. And I'm like, ah, oh, you know what? That just didn't come out as clear as I wanted to. And uh, we would re-record that whole section over again. No, it's not much of that, right? We just no. kind of go with it. And, and uh, from an editing standpoint, I think they kind of made it easier on you. Yeah, I mean, we'll talk, I'll talk a little bit about my processes later, but 
I always kind of set aside Tuesdays as my gadgets for Family's Day because that's the day we record. We drop the episode on Wednesday, but we're recording it on Tuesday. And um, it used to be that it was, you know, six to eight hours of work just to produce the podcast, just the audio version of the podcast. Record, edit, and publish out there. And now I can spend that same six to eight, last week it was 10 hours recording. Editing and publishing the podcast, editing and publishing the full video, editing and publishing all of the video segments, including some shorts and that kind of stuff. And so from a time standpoint, it's about the same amount of time, but we're putting more content out there, right? So yeah, I mean, it's, it's making a huge difference and, um, you know, I, I still remember the day when people were asking Tim Cook why they were spending so much money to help the environment and all of this kind of stuff. And his words were, if you don't like that approach, get out of the stock. And, <laughs> right. you know, same kind of thing. There are people that want the MK. I watch MKBHD, right? There are yeah. people that want that kind of high production value stuff. And that's great. If that's all you want, we're probably not going to be the podcast for you for quite some time. Yeah, but if you want to be like that feedback that we got, that it's just a couple of guys talking about tech and it's relatable and relevant, that's what we hope to be. So that was some of the good good things about it, and and you know just to sum that up, I think the biggest change was to not be so structured, right? Not be so uh, so stiff and and set in stone. Uh, anything else you wanted to add to that? Just. You know, just to plug for the YouTube stuff, right? That's something that we've done recently. If you go on our yeah. YouTube channel now, we're going to put each episode in as a playlist. So we're what we're trying to do is publish the whole show, um, which last week was over two hours, and then certain <laughs> yeah. segments out of that week's episode. So we'll publish those. And then if we do any, sh- um, and then we'll publish shorts, but the segments in the show itself will go into playlist so you'd be able to go in and see episode 20 and see all of the videos that are episode 20 related now i haven't seen how i can put shorts into playlist yet that might be possible and i just haven't figured it out so Mm -hmm. any of the shorts are going to be outside of that but definitely anything longer than a minute is going to end up in that playlist if it's related to that week's topic so check that stuff out i enjoy it um yeah it's a lot of work but it's also a lot of fun, I think. And I like the content out there. And, um, you know, there, there are people that consume it, consume podcasts that way. Right. Right. So, right. Yeah. YouTube has a big push now for their YouTube podcasting. Right. So same shows uh, or whatever that you watch, you can listen to them in podcast form. I thought that was pretty cool. And some of them are just, they put up their graphic and it's just background audio for, an hour or whatever the case may be. That's not what we're doing. Right. We're actually, you can see us for, for better or for worse, for good, bad, or ugly. You can see us. <laughs> right, so. right. We're here. So let's go ahead and let's talk about some of the bad. You know, I, uh, like I said, we, the ugly section doesn't really, you know, the, the, I was just saying with that name, you know, that naming convention because of the movies, but um, there's not really much bad for me at least. So uh, what what about you? So I think one of the things we thought we wanted to do, and we still enjoy doing this, which is mm-hmm. a little bit of a struggle for us, but doing audio-only versions of in-depth tutorials. So if I think back to the two episodes we did on the settings, 
app, right? And being able to go in and tweak our settings and stuff. We thought that would be a niche that we wanted to go in and fill. And yeah. audio-only versions of that, it just didn't feel right. right? It didn't right. feel like it was going to be effective. It didn't feel like it was really going to help people improve whatever they were doing. And I can see that yeah. to a certain extent. That's probably better for something that's visual, whether that be text or video, right? To be right. able to do some of that kind of stuff. And, you know, some of the shorts we've done on tutorials, like changing the haptic touch settings and navigating your Apple Watch and stuff like that when we've done video has gone very, very well. So I think that was one thing that was bad. Right. right. I mean, it's not bad in terms of it was horrible and it made the podcast a failure and we gave up. Right. But it just, it didn't feel like that. And I go a lot on my gut. You know this about mm -hmm. me, right? And so yeah. we produced those episodes and afterwards just went, that didn't feel right like we thought it would. So we moved on. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the same because when you came, came up with the idea, I'm like, that is really great. Let's focus on... And kind of just focus in on on certain things, but um, I, I think where we went wrong, and and you know I, I I could be wrong too, but I think focusing trying to get everything in, right? I, I would say too when we were recording, like I I kind of want to get all the important things in, and I hate for the show to be so um, top heavy, I guess to use a term, right? We we cram in all of this information. And then the bottom half, we're just rushing through because we're already an hour and 40 minutes in and we're not even halfway through all of the feature set or, or you know, uh, halfway through. And uh, I, I hated it. You know, it seems like we were trying to do something and it just came out really um, um, like we were just reading a technical manual to someone. Right. And not everyone's looking for that type of content. So you're right. That, that was uh, uh, one of the things that stood out to me. That was a really good idea. And it still would be an awesome idea in video form, right? Or short form or something like that, but just not on the show. So that was... I think uh, there are two things with that, right? One is, I mean, we didn't know if we were going to be able to do this every week, right? right? And so you're thinking, okay, I got to get all of this stuff in. I mean, like settings, we split into two episodes, but that was one thing. I, we didn't know if we were going to be able to get it in every single week. Yeah. And then... We didn't have any other forum to try and share this information we thought was important. But now we have shorts and videos and, and the blog, the blog posts and, yep. and all of this other stuff. And so not to jump ahead to what we have in store for episodes 21 through 100 plus, but I think going forward, we can still work on that and say, this is good for the show. This is good for supplemental content, right? right? And split some things out. So for me, I thought long and hard about the bad, right? And this was actually when outlining the episode, I kept coming back to this section. You know, I filled in everything else. I went back to the intro. I went down to the post show. I went, uh, I jumped all over and I kept coming back to this because again, there was nothing really bad um, about, you know, recording uh, just a few like just minor little annoyances that, that would come up, right? So again, nothing really major, but um, for me, I think the SharePoint, how it makes me log in every week, right? It's just yeah. a minor annoyance. And again, I know and I appreciate security, right? I, I appreciate two-factor authentication. I appreciate being able to just type in a code or whatever 
that's from a text message or something like that. But not as much as I enjoy just clicking on an email link and it logging you in automatically. That's that's the best form of uh, of two factor authentication to me. But um, so logging into the SharePoint just to upload my audio and video and stuff every week was uh, was kind of annoying. Another thing, the limitations using the iPad Pro, right? Remember, I told you I was committed to being able to record a podcast on just my my iPad. That way, even if I had to record on the road or or out or something like that, I'll still be able to do it. So, uh, just being faced with some of the limitations, and there's not many because the iPad Pro is awesome, right? I'm never gonna down talk my favorite product. So, <laughs> well, let's but we're gonna talk about limited. that. I put a note in here for later to talk about in the future. So let's hold mm-hmm. on that. Cause I have, I, I want to talk about that a little bit in depth because I want off my Mac. So, yes. so yes. we can talk about that when we get down to that section. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll go into that. Uh, another one is having my phone tied up for zoom. Right. So, and again, we'll talk about the limitations of the iPad, but not being able to record audio and video, two separate channels on just the iPad. And, and again, the camera's not awesome. Um, I, when we talk about hardware, I'll mention using the an ex- external camera and stuff like that, which I'm going to get into, but having my phone tied up and it doing things like going through the, um, the settings episode where we were talking about settings and different things. And I remember getting hung up on trying to remember how Apple worded some of the, some of the things or whatever. And it's not as quick to just go and Google a screenshot of how this setting looked and thing like that, things like that while we're recording. So being able to have a separate device and not having to have my phone tied up the whole time is is uh, is another thing that that's uh, forcing me to consider some changes that I'm going to make. And we'll get into that with uh, uh, hardware. Um, also, a better keyboard too. this keyboard that I'm using for my iPad that's docked while we record is actually a keyboard for Microsoft Surface. It's not an iPad keyboard. <laughs> right? So I have the Apple uh magic keyboard with the, uh, the the dock but it's like a clamshell kind of setup right arrangement so it's absolutely useless when you have your phone or you have your ipad docked connected to a monitor so um really 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 weird um it functions pretty good but i also have to keep it sitting here in my lap and it dies sometimes it disconnects from the uh from the ipad and i have to Turn it off, turn it back on. So just minor stuff like that. And that's all going to be improved as I improve our, our hardware, you know, setups and things like that. So nothing really bad for me other than, you know, like I said, the changes that we already mentioned that we made. And then this these minor annoyances that, that come up. So let's talk about some of the ugly. And, and again, I say ugly here just to keep that naming convention, just like the show. But there's nothing really ugly about filming the show. So. Let's talk about some of the things that didn't make the cut, right? That that um, we wanted to do or we thought would be a good idea that just didn't seem to work out or we never introduced them. And I always go to this from the very beginning when we said we were going to start filming a podcast. Uh, one of the poca- early podcasts that I, I shared with you that we listened to was from the Twit Network and it was Tech News Daily. Tom right? Merritt. Yeah, yeah, Tom Merritt and and um, uh, I forget some of the other guys, but it was a whole team, and these we love those guys, and they they would keep us up to date on all the tech news every day. But the first half of the show, I would say the first ten minutes or so, was uh, either like a rumor roundup, or like a news roundup, right? And they would speed round, uh, 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 you know, just kind of 
um, each take a different topic and they would give the headline and just give a pre brief description of what they think. And if it was important enough, all of them would comment and they would move on to the next topic. Uh, I wanted to do something like that. And we still have a news and uh, current stuff section, right? Where we talk about the current things, but I also wanted to include things like gaming and stuff like that. And because of the topics that we choose chose, we were always pressed for time. Remember I talked about some of the episodes being so top heavy because we want to include everything. And then the last part of the, the main topic, we're rushing through it. And it, eventually we split that out into the post show and started adding things. But I always wanted a new section like that. And we never got around to just making that just right. Yeah. And this, this is going to, this conflicts with my next one, which is keeping the show to one hour, which <laughs> right. we're still working on. Right. But <laughs> It, again, you know, if I think about your equipment setup, right, and you'll talk about that in a bit and how we're approaching these things, I mean, we just didn't know if we were going to be able to make this work. Put aside yes. how many people listen, you know, whether it's profitable, any of those kinds of things, we just didn't know if logistically we were going to be able to make this happen. And yep. those logistics are getting a little more complicated as both of our lives seem to get a little more complex outside of just mm -hmm. this podcast. But it's hard to figure that kind of stuff out. And so, you know, if we want to do stuff like that, we may need to do just a headline show, right? That's right. just 15 minutes of just jamming in headlines or stuff like that. And so all of those things are still on the table as long as we can logistically, right, make it all work. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I, I like that idea. Um, we just have to figure out how. Right, because yes. I do yeah. think one of our challenges is a two-hour podcast is too much. Right, there are very right. few podcasts that I listen. There's only one that I listen to that's that long. Yes. and so you know we've broken out into bonus episodes and done some other stuff. So we're going to keep fiddling with all of this stuff, and who knows what it's going to look like. Right, we may end up with uh, every other week show that's an hour long, and all weeks we've got a 15-minute drop, or who knows? Right. I mean, we'll keep right. tweaking this. Which is why we keep telling everybody, use the feedback form. Tell us what you'd like to see. Let us know right. what works, what doesn't work, and um, help us with that feedback. Otherwise, we're going to keep trying things that sound good to us. No idea if it works for those of you listening. Right, right. And it's funny you, you brought that up because I would, I would say it was the same with Leaders Lift, right? I would listen every week on the podcast app because I still use the Apple podcast. I know fancy people use Spotify and 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 overcast and things overcast. like that but yeah <laughs> so i still listen to the podcast but i i don't listen to very long shows right so when you started uploading the video to youtube which when i'm in the shop you know youtube is all day and it just it goes through whatever shows up in my feed it'll just play that play that play that and go next and i get caught up on everything during the week well when leaders lift would show up in my feed that was perfect for me but then we continued to still produce audio only for, you know, for D4F. And uh, it was just kind of weird. Like I'm making a show, which I don't consume myself, you know, in that in that way. I didn't have time to listen to our full two hours. And I'm sure a lot of people were like that. So I think we have the right idea with how we've been chopping it up, making these bite sized Well, some of them are not quite bite sized right? But 20 minutes is a lot easier to consume on a single topic than it would than it was to sit down and yeah. listen to a, a you know two hour show. So yeah, that's our challenge. 
our challenge will be to figure out how to logistically make that happen, right? Right, right. Both of us have, I mean, if y'all want to go subscribe to the Patreon or, you know, drop us Venmo tips or whatever the case may be, you can do right, all that right. in the show notes. If you want to go do enough of that that Jason and I don't have to have other things to do, oh, rock yeah. on, right? Feel this, free. Th- we we would make this show you. perfect. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but we have other stuff. So, you know, the question is, how do we logistically make these things happen? So, again, send in the feedback. Tell us what's most important. That way we focus on those things rather than something else. So let's jump into equipment changes, right? So you kind of had a head start because you were already recording Leaders Lift. Right. You already had a few months of of, uh, you know, trying to get used to recording with your hardware and things like that. So what are some of the changes that that you had to make specifically for G4F that uh, either worked or or didn't work? I think the biggest thing is that. Because I didn't do video for Leaders Lift at the beginning. Right. Either. Right. And so the video is what has driven most of my changes. So. I'm right now I've got my it's over here. I'll block it. There you go. You can yeah. see my hand moving in for those of you watching the video. There you go. But yeah. um I've got my 12 Pro as my webcam using continuity camera plugged in. Um cuz it just didn't seem to be good enough on uh on wireless. It might be now that I'm yeah. not doing anything else on that phone, but I have to close all the apps on the phone otherwise I get some latency. So that was the biggest thing cuz this LG webcam that I've had for about four years now that was fine for business meetings just doesn't cut it yeah right so that's the biggest thing i've tried a couple of different tripods haven't found one that i like for leaders lift i've got this clamp thing i don't know where it is oh it's back here it's hiding Mm -hmm. so this is a clamp uh clamp piece that i have that actually clamps onto my monitor yes and because for leaders lift i'm straight on Right, it's a little more professional, um, mm-hmm. professional oriented, and so that clamps and put my phone on there. That I use there too, um, but I do want a different tripod for gadgets for families, and mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes. But it's a little more casual, right? So that was the biggest change for me is figuring out how to make this not be quite so stuffy, right? As some of the leadership stuff, and then I'd let that bleed into the leadership stuff too. So. Those were my biggest equipment changes. Everything else, I think, is pretty much the same um, as it has been. Yeah. So I mentioned before, my house is like one big junk drawer, right, for tech. Right. So when it came time to to record the the podcast, you know, I pretty much had everything that I needed. Right. Um. It's funny, even the, even the the one of the mounts because I have two uh, mounts here that are hold one holding my iPad, one holding my screen. One I bought for my wife like a year ago when she started school to dock her monitor. She never used it; it was just sitting in the box on the shelf. So that's what kind of you know old tech that I have just laying around, right? Not stuff that is just useless, but it's here. Microphones, things like that. Even though I did buy a mic, and uh, that's what I found. I realized pretty quick that. Some of this old junk is just it's just that it's just old, outdated tech. So um, I did have to not only upgrade the mic, but buy a new mic stand. Right. Um, I'm looking at your mic now the the boom arm that you have, like I had one of those and it just with my setup, it just didn't work out holding my mic. I thought about doing the 
the drop down, you know, like yeah. when uh, uh, like they're filming movies or whatever and they have it. And uh, it just I had to have my chair too low and things like that. So I, I you know, to shorten that up, I, I noticed pretty quickly that uh, it just wasn't going to work out. Um, I had to make a custom stand for my for my uh, for my iPad, which I think I'll make a quick short about that, too, because uh, today I'll have a little extra time. I have some orders coming up. Uh, but uh, I'll have some time today, so I'll try to. And I know I've been missing from that. We'll go on to to that later. Greg has really been taking the lead on that, so it kind of looks like on the YouTube, it's it's kind of his channel, and he has this weird guy that's showing up from time to time. But um, uh, again, we'll, we'll get into that. But uh, hardware wise, I, I did notice that I had to make I had to make some changes specifically to record the show, not just you know. Uh, just having a bunch of old junk uh, laying around. So, um, yeah, so, so, but not a lot. Again, I had a stand. I did buy, so just to describe my desk real quick, it's not really a desk, right? It's a, a Harbor Freight uh, sawhorse, right? People use them in the shop and, and they cut wood and, you know, lay two by fours across them and, and things like that. So I have that. So I don't have a desk per se where I can lean over and, and uh, I'll, I'll, uh, probably do a short on that too, just to show people what I mean. So everything is kind of clamped to the, uh, the, to the sawhorse and I sit in front. So the mic is floating. My monitors are floating here. The cameras right here in front, it's all kind of floating, uh, here in front. Then I have all the wires to the monitors and things like that running along the edge. And so everything that I, that I purchased new has to fit within that, you know, that, that little, that little environment. And, uh, it's worked out. You know, I kind of adjusted the monitor so it'll be better for me to read. Everything's kind of at an angle now. I can I can lean in closer to the mic, although that probably makes it a lot worse for you when I'm when my waveform is like going crazy and I'm louder. Um, but yeah, it 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 worked out pretty easily to get things going. You know what I mean? To, to start recording. So uh, hardware wise, you know, not a lot, but um, I have some things in mind for the future that I'm going to be upgrading. Yeah, I mean. We bootstrapped the podcast, right? Yes. I mean, and I did the same thing with Leaders Lift. I think I spent a total of $110 on the microphone setup that I have now, and I haven't changed that. And that doesn't mean that I don't want to do things differently. And, you know, maybe leading into the software portion of this, I'm just using the software that comes with my Mac or right. with the right. iPad, right? For now, I mean, there's other things we want to do we'll talk about later, but. That's why when I upgraded to Sonoma, I wasn't terribly concerned about upgrading to Sonoma because I'm using, I'll just jump into this from a software standpoint, I'm using GarageBand for audio to record mm -hmm. and to edit both of my podcasts. I jump, drop Jason's audio in there and that's where I'm editing. I'm using QuickTime and iMovie for the video stuff. So yep. nothing super fancy. I know they've got subscriptions to Logic and Final Cut now that you can do on the iPad, which would be mm -hmm. awesome if I had the 12.9. We'll talk about that later. But just using the free stuff that comes with this, which is why I keep saying it's not going to be perfect, right? And right. Um, I mean, there's a ton more. I just realized there's a video stabilization feature in iMovie. <laughs> Didn't know it was in there. <laughs> and uh, so, but it's pretty powerful. I mean, they've done a good job, Apple has, of, of making it so creators can do stuff, especially on the Mac. So, yeah. And then... Jason and I both use Canva and I'm using it a ton right now because every video we drop 
that's not a short because you can't change your thumbnails gets its own thumbnail so i'm using mm -hmm. canva just a ton a ton a ton a ton a ton so what, what that's done is because i've been doing this i launched leaders lift in january so right. i'm 10 months into this um leaders lift's got 30 some odd episodes gadgets for families got over 20 when you add in all the extras and stuff like that that we've done and so now i've got a pretty decent process which I like, and then next year I'll probably blow it up. But yeah. you know, it's it, it really is about getting in those processes and using the tools that you're comfortable with. And sure, would I love to have you know 4K cameras and you know all of the extra stuff and those kinds of things? Yeah, I mean that's me, right? I would yeah. like things to be as good as it can possibly be, but this is good enough for now. Yeah, yeah. So let's go ahead and talk about it because you you brought up software. <clears throat> So Greg handles most of the editing and stuff for the show. So we'll get into the apps and, and, and the software that he uses to produce an episode. But for me, you know, software wise, I started using uh, GarageBand, right? And then again, with the limitations with, with iPad Pro, which we'll, we'll talk about, it just didn't make any sense to use GarageBand, right? So there was the, uh, was a time limit, right? Um, I can't remember what that was. I think it was an hour, right? And then it will cut off. We have to, we have to break. Yeah, if, if, which... if we could manage our time better, we'd probably be okay, but we can't. So yeah, as yeah. It, you see, we're a minute me, 50 or an hour 15 in right now. Right, so. right. So, and for me, it was kind of like Android. It was just too many settings for what I needed, right? I just needed to get a good, clear quality audio track and you were going to merge them on your end. Right. When you when you're actually doing the editing and things like that. So it was way more than I needed. And we found that just using voice memos gave us a good quality. You know, a good quality audio recording. Now, you know, I know in the future I'll need to have some more control and things. And we may go back to GarageBand for uh, for different things. But we'll work that out. I have. But a for plan. now, as you can imagine, I have a plan. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. And I, <laughs> and I know it'll work out. <laughs> Jason so, but for now, voice eyes. memos. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but voice memos has, has been working pretty good. Now, iOS, that's a whole nother story. iOS 17, right? When we, um, when we did the beta, it changed something. It started picking up everything in the room and across the house. But, but yeah, that's, that's a whole nother story. So you mentioned uh, uh, earlier too, that we were using, um, well, you mentioned using uh, we were using Apple Notes, right? That was another software change where we were using OneNote. You and I both used it in our professional, you know, environments. It just it works really good. I recommend to everyone OneNote is a good note taking app, but it just seems like it just worked out better, uh, collaboration wise with with uh, using Apple Notes, right? And I think the the limits the the limitations that it has some of the trade offs. Like being able to be notified of changes and, and questions and things like that. It's kind of a good trade-off for me, you know, at least. Yeah. I know, again, we would both rather use OneNote, but for some reason collaborating with the show just didn't seem to work as good as uh, as we wanted it to. Yeah, I mean, Notes isn't perfect. We both can't really do major updates in right. the document at the same time and a couple of things yeah. like that. OneNote's for collaboration works really well if you're part of the same organization. But Jason and right. I are not, right? I mean, yeah. if we wanted that to work really, really well, I'd probably have to sign Jason up as a 
as a user in my Office 365 account and give him a Mount right. Ebo Consulting domain uh, email address and all that kind of stuff. And none of that made sense, right? I mean, yeah. again, if yeah. y'all want to support the podcast enough and help us get it to grow enough that this is our business, we'll fix all of these problems. But, right. um, you know, good enough is good enough. Right. As much as I like yeah. to be a perfectionist, I'm trying to train myself. I've been preaching this on the Leaders Left podcast. Good enough is good enough. So one or notes is good enough for what we want to yeah. do right now. So and and again, let's jump back into this. Uh Greg handles, you know, all of the editing and things like that. So let's talk about some of the things and the tools that you use when you're producing an episode. Yeah, I mean, I think I already listed them, right? GarageBand, QuickTime, iMovie, mm -hmm. Canva. Um, there's an app called Blur Video. Sometimes I use when I need to, you know, blur out my account or something that's on my phone. I've had to do that right. a couple of times. I haven't learned how to do that great, but um, that's really it. I try and keep it as, as simple as possible. We record the video. People will choke at this, but the video version of the podcast is all through Zoom. Yes. So, I mean... I would love to, um, I would love to say, Jason, you record your video. I record my video, but it's a limitation right. on the iPad pro, um, mm -hmm. just isn't going to work. And we've got to have something that allows us to hear each other. So we're using zoom for right now and it's working fine. Again, we're not about 4k, you know, I don't need you to see every drop of perspiration that's dripping off my yeah. forehead in the middle of the summer. <laughs> right. So yeah, I think it's pretty simple. Um, and we'll adjust as needed. Got some good plans, I think, for when we have some time next year to do some of yeah. this uh, upgrade stuff. So. so I thought about now it's time to do some self-reflection, right? Let's talk about what we learned about ourselves, you know, with the in the last 19 plus episodes. So. <sighs> <laughs> All right. So two things. I forgot how much fun tech could be. Right. Using it, teaching other. So if we go way back to our launch episodes, we talked about how we shifted from gadgets for fun to geek out on to tools, right? right? That just work. And I have just forgotten how much fun tech is. Using yes. it, teaching others. Sharing tips, testing, trying things, experimenting. I've returned a whole bunch of stuff to Amazon lately that wasn't great. Right. So that's been awesome. I've also forgotten how incredibly frustrating it can be at times mm -hmm. when you start to try and push the envelope, right? Because you start to try and push the envelope, you get into weird use cases, and, and then you're starting to pay more attention to things like, if we weren't doing this podcast, I'm not sure I would have even thought about the fact that my phone was rebooting right. overnight, right? I wouldn't have even gotten concerned with that. But because I'm doing research and realized other people were having the problem and we want to share it, then I get more into it. The flip side of that is I didn't spend time reading all the blog posts that mm -hmm. I wanted to read, all the following all of the people on social media that I wanted to follow. So, because um, I just felt like it wasn't, a thing, but now that I prep for the podcast and I want good content, now I can. So forgot all of those things, how good it was, but also how horribly frustrating it could be. Um, I've also realized that I, I, I like the video stuff. I like it a lot. Yes. Um, 
Yeah, you really it's, took a liking to that. You, yeah. <laughs> you Especially really found where your, your... we've set the expectation that we're not striving for MKBHD level right. stuff, right? Now, there's a direct conflict with that and my perfectionist tendencies. So right. there is this conflict every time I go to do something. And the way I've overcome that is I just said, I'm going to do one take on the trailer and call it good. Unless it falls apart, I don't do a second take. I just, it is what it is. And right. if you guys see Jason's trailers versus my trailers, Jason spends way more time on yep. his trailers than I do. I just, I can't because if I start down that path, I'll never come back. Yeah. So, <laughs> so those are the things, right? But it has taught me that I can control some of those perfectionist tendencies and just learn to say that good enough is good enough so right some personal growth as well as i'm just back into the tech and it's awesome yeah 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 i don't think we would install the betas too because we hadn't no. in years we wouldn't install the betas unless we were doing the show so uh i agree with you there there's some things that that are man just it just feels good to be back in the in the mix you know with these things so um and you're right i do because when I record the trailer, I'll usually have, I'll write it out. It'll be, uh, you know, a couple of paragraphs and I try to read it through and go through perfectly. So that's usually about 20 takes. <laughs> yeah. No, so, so here's how it works. Jason and I will get done recording. And if I'm doing the trailer and any other shorts associated with it, about 15 minutes after we're done recording the show, I've off, I'm off to lunch. Right. And if Jason's doing the trailer, he'll tell me, okay, I'm going to go record the trailer now. And about an hour and a half to two hours later, <laughs> he'll tell me it's in the folder. Right. So, and I usually start right after we're recording, right? Yep. I'll go grab something to eat real quick or get something to drink, but I come back and I'll start recording the trailer. So, yeah, I, I, I shouldn't be so, so stiff with it. Like we mentioned, we try to make things a little informal, a little, a little more laid back. So, Maybe I'll change the trailer today that I record. I'll change that up a little bit. Yeah, this one's on you. We'll see. You can report yeah. back next week how many takes you did. So while we're talking about self-reflection, the number one critique or the comment that I got the most um, early on, early on, right? We recorded those episodes or we put the trailer up and, and I started sharing it out with friends and old coworkers and, and family and things like that. And... They all said, not all of them, but most of them said, I sounded nervous, right? So nervous to the point where I didn't sound like myself, right? To, to the point, even my son um, was listening. My wife played it for him and he was like, is that dad? Like, I didn't sound like dad to him. Now, it, it, there's this thing in, in, in the family that I didn't know about. They call it an Uncle Jason lecture, right? So everyone's Ooh. used to hearing me talk. Yeah, that was the thing. I didn't know till. Uh, uh, one of my nieces came in the room and I was talking to one of my nephews or, or someone else in the family. She's like, oh, you're getting an Uncle Jason lecture. So she's <laughs> so my son knows me. I'll stand at his room door and I'll preach about, you know, anything that's going on. So for him to say, is that dad? You know, it does, doesn't sound like him. I was being way too, uh, way too nervous, you know. So. And it came again around the, uh, I think it got better around the time when we shifted from being so stiff and, and me ad-libbing more and, and to us just having natural conversations about tech. 
is when I got more relaxed, right? The dynamic between us when we're just talking, you know, Greg and I have conversations before we hit record sometimes, you know, 20 or 30 minutes. And then after we hit, we, we hit stop record, we still stay on those things, those conversations or whatever, some of the things that, that I thought should be in the show. Right. So I, I think that nervousness and that, that, um, just again, stop being so stiff and stuffy, uh, when it came to recording the show is when I start sounding like myself and being myself and a little more relaxed. Cause like you said, there are some big differences between us that, uh, um, I think I was just trying to follow that, that strict, uh, you know, that strict format that kind of just didn't allow me to be myself. So I think it's gotten better. And, uh, that's one of the things that I noticed that we improved a lot on. Yeah. Also made the shows longer. Yeah. I th- <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Cause I did say I, I could really give some long winded answers and I think some of those early episodes, a lot of those edit points was me saying, you know what? That was too long. Let me record that again, but shorter this time. <laughs> remind me later too. Like I said, our conversations after we stop recording, remind me to tell you a story too, about the, the thing I did yesterday with recording the promos and stuff for, for the show. I'm going to tell you about that. So let's jump into uh, some of our plans for episode 21 through 100, right? Let's, let's, uh, um, where do we see the show at this same time next year, right? We're recording in, in November next year. What do you see? And, and again, you don't have to give away any secret plans or, or things that we have coming up, but what do you see the show, um, you know, in a few months from now, uh, anything different? Well, I guess I'll, I'll take this. Let me let me jump in because I do have I do yeah, have my uh, my section here first. So I'm definitely going to be upgrading equipment, right? And and again, um, I have a kind of an informal setup now, and I only plan on making this better, right? So I want to get the 4K camera so I can test the ex- external camera features better, right? So I just got to find a good one with USB-C, and I can hook it to the dock and see if I can how that's going to work with the audio and the video and things like that. So without question, a new iPad Pro next year, right? I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with the, uh, the, the new, newest, latest version. And hopefully it has some features, some pro-level features and stuff to help out podcasters or content creators and things like that, which I'm sure it will. Uh, I don't have anything in mind specifically now that I want. But, you know, again, Apple's always good at giving us things that we didn't know we wanted, right? So uh, I do want a bigger monitor. Because, uh, uh, you know, I mentioned last week, I don't know what it's like getting old, but a bigger monitor would help me see things a lot better. You know what I mean? And being able to read. Now, iOS 17, they updated Stage Manager, and I can resize windows and stuff the way I want. So I do have my notes app right here, front and center, and the font is a nice, good size. I could read better. But, you know, if I add five or six more inches to the monitor, that wouldn't hurt either, right? So I'm going to upgrade upgrade that. But... Uh, a new monitor is pretty far down on the list, you know, with all the things that I want, you know, with all the things we have coming up. I did just mention a new iPad and stuff. So, hey, if I find one secondhand, a good deal or something, I'll jump on it. So um, another thing, too, I mentioned, I want to get back to being able to make shorts. Right. I noticed uh, a lot of times because I said Tuesday was going to be my dedicated off day. Right. From my, my main job. And I would take this time to, you know, dedicate to the show and stuff like that. This is our busy season. And I noticed like 
for the past few weeks, like right after recording, I'm having to go in the shop and turn out orders. Now, don't get me wrong. If any of my customers are listening, I don't want you to stop ordering so I can record the show more. I really appreciate the, the success we're having. But, man, I'm finding myself, you know, uh, uh, having to rush back into work. You know what I mean? And and I don't get around to recording shorts and things like that. So uh, I, I want to get back to Tuesday just being off day. No popcorn, no no office stuff, no, you know, social media stuff, no behind the scenes with the company and just dedicate that to one being an off day for me to relax and then to be able to make content and stuff and contribute more to the show. Because, yeah, if you go to the YouTube now, it's mostly just those covers that you created in Canva and faces of, your, you know, uh, shots of your face and things like that. So uh, I, I, I do plan on contributing more. So, um uh, and oh and i put in here too adding a second camera right i mentioned earlier that my iphone is tied up because we're doing a zoom here i'm recording on the ipad and i have my monitor here so uh, a second camera would help me free up my phone and and uh and or adding a separate phone too like you know you have a separate phone a second phone now to be able to record and stuff like that so i don't necessarily need it to be an iphone but um just maybe a good 4k camera a gopro or something like that to to help me record videos and things like that. So, um, so those are my plans. Uh, what about you, Greg? What do you think? Well, let me, as far as where do I see the show a year from now, I really hope we're still doing it. Right. right. I mean, there are things that could happen that would yeah. push us to not being able to do it. What it looks like. I don't know. Are we still releasing this big, long episode once a week? Or are we doing, you know, some smaller stuff or, mm -hmm. or, do we go every other week? I, I don't know that kind of stuff, but the biggest thing is I do want the show to still be here because it's kind of a core part of who we are. Right. right? And figuring this stuff out. So, um, so there's that now from, from kind of a logistic standpoint, I really want to get both of us into the same recording and editing software. Yes. Um, it actually would be nice if we had a little more similar microphones to the, the blue Yeti that you have has a very distinct personality, right? And what it picks up and that kind of stuff too. So we'll, we'll be talking about some of that kind of stuff. When I told you I had a plan, this is some of the stuff that I think we need to talk about, but yeah. uh, I also plan on moving to an iPad next year, which is going to change my setup pretty dramatically. Right. I mean, yes. I'll end up needing to use my iPhone to run the zoom versus right now it's just the camera for the zoom which I'm running on my Mac blah 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 I mean there's a lot of mm -hmm. stuff to go along with this but um, I think we're going to do some work on ferrite test that out because mm -hmm. that's editing and recording all in one and there's plenty of other stuff we could do on the Mac but again if we want to be on the iPads then that's where we need to be and one of the reasons I want to be all in on iPad so my consulting business I don't do anything that really is Mac intensive right I don't have okay special software that can't run on an iPad. I use Word and Excel and PowerPoint and, you know, numbers and basic stuff that I can do. It's all on my iPad mini, right? It's right. just not conducive to doing that kind of work. I want to do more on location recording next year. I just did not camp enough this year. It had nothing to do with business, right? I mean, this right. is, my personal life was way up and down this year. So I want to do more on location recording, which will change kind of how I want to handle the microphones and the cameras and some of that kind of stuff. So um, 
I'd like to see more bonus episodes that maybe have nothing to do with tech. We've done cruise ship corner yeah. and we've done a camping episode and, or to get into, I mean, this is gadgets for families, not Apple for families, even though we do a lot of Apple stuff and yes. maybe we restructure and say once a month, we're going to do a gaming episode and, you know, some of that kind of stuff that we can explore. So I want to, I want to explore that kind of stuff as well. Um, as much as it pains me to say, I kind of want to get away from my AirPods Pro Max um, as my headphones. They're heavy. Yeah. And uh, anytime you have sinus stuff, it feels like your head's being squished together. Right. right. Um, but I got to have something to monitor the audio or to be able to hear you with. And I actually had a pair of earbuds, old pair of earbuds, and I plugged them in and there was a hiss. And I was like, oh, yep, yeah, nope. Yeah. And you're not so, going to deal with that? No. <laughs> so... Um, but yeah, that's one thing I want to do. And then I think the other thing I want to really figure out how to dial in the video, right? What makes the most sense? Yeah. What's efficient, not just record a bunch of stuff and plug it out there. Cause if there's a better use of my time, I definitely want to take advantage of that, but want to dial that in. I'd like to get a better sit up, set up for the videos. I love my Apple watch, but my wrist aches the way I have to kind of hold my watch to get the camera to show me using my Apple watch. So I'm going to figure some yes. of that kind of stuff out. And I've got a couple of ideas. One's for a, a social media kind of tripod that's got lighting and all that kind of stuff. So I sent that over to you. Oh it's yeah. Something I'm yeah. Think I, about. I saw but, it. But I'd really like to dial in that video stuff and know what's too much, what's not enough. How often should we pub be publishing content? Some of those kinds of things. Um, mm -hmm. And I really do. I really will enjoy it when it's both of us. Right. I mean, sometimes I've looked at some of the stuff we've done and I've like, eh, I don't know that I want to push that out because it is too much me, but I've had the bandwidth to do it right. right now. You're in your busy season. And I'm actually moving into my slower consulting season because holidays mm -hmm. come up and people don't have as much time to do things and vacations and stuff like right. that. So, which is the opposite for you. Cause you get all the events and stuff that are going on that you got to provide. Yeah. Popcorn Everyone is off work on off of vacation and all of that. They're out shopping at different events and nutcracker yep. markets and holiday markets. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I think. Um, that's where I think I'd like to focus. And, um, and then here's the big one. I think we would both say this. We would love to be doing something with the vision pro next year right right yeah. whether that be an occasional episode or you know whatever the case may be um that one's a little bit iffier for me at this point especially where i know no matter what i'm gonna have to upgrade my computer hardware i mean right more and more apple's putting more things on their silicon i'm still on an intel mac it runs fine it can do all the basic things that i want it to do but mm -hmm. At some point, they're going to cut off all the fancy stuff is only going to be on Apple Silicon. And if right. this is the business that they're in, we might as well be in it. So I don't know. We'll see where that leads to. If that's a, you know, a Mac mini sitting in here that I turn into a server, right, that I can get to right. or or whatever the case may be. So we'll see. That's what I have. I definitely want to do some upgrading. Um, I'll be thinking about that. Jason and I will probably be talking a lot about that over the holidays. Um, there are going to be some weeks during the holidays we're not going to record. So maybe we'll talk about some of that kind of stuff then. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of the things we can do shorter, you know, quick, short things and yeah. things like that. So. All right, folks. Well, yeah, yeah. I think that's a show um, to wrap these up. You know, 
that's uh we said time and time again, you know, we, we're not only making this show for you guys and, and friends and family, but we're making it for ourselves, too. So but I do want to take this time to thank everyone that's contributed to the show, you know, whether that's been through feedback, um, giving us advice, giving us critiques, letting us know what you think about the show and to everyone that shared it with someone. You know what I mean? We really appreciate that. You know, we're, we're still growing. We know this is going to be. A, a journey number numbers wise too not just content wise but numbers wise and growing the show that's going to be a journey as well but before we go um i just wanted to say a few things to greg so it's it's funny too i, I get this a lot from my family like a lot of people like when they know me personally they're like how are you friends with this guy in utah like <laughs> you know we're like the odd couple and I'll say I'll save that for a different a, a different episode of, of how and why, you know, uh, uh, me and Greg bonded like like we did. But um, I just want to say thank you for all of this. You know what I mean? And not just the show. We, we've been talking about doing this show for a while, but all the way back from to um, to when we wrote the blog together, you know, uh, when you started Gadgets for Families and it was just a newsletter and things like that. I was so excited when you started allowing me to write you know, for that. And, and, uh, I had so much fun. Um, also too, that was our, one of our busiest points too, in our career, because Stuart kept us, you know, pretty busy, yeah. you know, back, back yeah. then. Uh, and, and we still managed to make time, even if it was about, you know, whatever new Blackberry was coming out or, you know, whatever game system was coming out or something like that. It was so fun to have that outlet and you allowed me to do that. So not only, uh, to, to work in tech as a, as a hobby, you also gave me my career, right? I, I worked in IT for, for years and, uh, you know, help desk, service desk, uh, things like that. And you actually gave me an opportunity to not, for it not to just be a nine to five job, right? You, you kind of made things fun for me. You know, you, you, you told a story about us going to the Apple store. And I remember thinking like, I mean, I'm on the clock and I'm in the Apple store trying on watch bands and stuff with my boss. It was like the best thing ever. And, you know, we kind of kept that same dynamic the, the whole time I was there. Now, you know, Greg mentioned several times during the episode that me and him have a lot of differences. Now, uh, one of the things I was kind of the office jokester, prankster, right? I remember rapping one of the coworkers was leaving we wrapped everything in newspaper. <laughs> you know, I think for you, we kind of put some uh uh one of those uh, uh like tape barriers around your desk and we filled everything with balloons in your office do you remember that <laughs> yeah i'm not a prankster like that yeah 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 so we were kind of like the odd couple and uh you know you you just kind of you took my career from it just being a job to and and again i i went got my you know finished my education and got my degree and, and got certifications and stuff like that. So my career was ready to move forward from just the basic service desk stuff. But I mean, you were a big part of that, you know, and I tell you all the time, you don't, you don't realize how much you infected and impacted my family at the time. You know, uh, uh, my wife was pregnant with my, my middle son now. And, uh, and that was around the time when, you know, like I said, my career took off. So it went from just being a, a nine to five job to, actually having fun in technology and every step of that way you were a part of that for me and i just want to say thank you for that man you know 
Wow. So you're welcome. Well deserved. Um, I don't do well with compliments. You know that about me. I I know you, you know. never needed but, uh, a thank you. You never needed a pat on the back. So. <laughs> but here's the thing: we all need to be who we are. I just I was thinking about this earlier when we were talking about the show. But I I'm in. I've just finished book two. Matter of fact, I stayed up way too late last night of a three book series, and it's the kind of book that I like. I won't go into that, but kind of the whole message was this main character and those around him figuring out who they are. And mm-hmm. finally, at the end of book two, and there's one more common, like I said, they decided we're just going to be who we are. Right. right. And in order for us to get more out of life, and if you want any more on this, go pick any one of my Leaders Lift podcasts. Jason will tell you that. But in order for us to get the most out of life, we have to know who we are. And then we have to embrace that to a certain extent. Now, I'm not saying that there are certain behaviors and things like that that you have to work on and fix, right? But we have to embrace who we are. And if you are friends with or care about or influence or lead anyone around you, you have to help them do that same thing, right? And so I have two non-family members pinned. Remember, you can have nine messages pinned, right, in messages. There's nine. Right. Two of nine are not family members and Jason's one of them. So right back at you. I mean, I appreciate this. We've been, I've lived here in Utah, come back to Utah in 2017 and we've talked every week, I think since I moved back, even before we started this podcast. And so, um, I, I appreciate it. And it doesn't matter that we have all these big differences. We have enough in common and, uh, love what we do. So, Thank yeah. you. Yeah. 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 You're welcome. You're welcome. So, so yeah, Greg, I just wanted to say thank you for all of that. And, and just to let you know that I appreciate you. So, um, but that's all we have folks for this week. You guys, uh, Greg, you want to talk about next week or do you have anything planned? I don't have plans yet. I got to look at that. Okay. Uh, 17.1 is likely to drop. So we might need yep. to talk about what's new in 17.1. Hopefully we'll get some response from Apple on this whole you know, rebooting overnight kind of stuff. But uh, check that out. Um, We'll see. Maybe it'll be a surprise. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. And as usual, we'll see you next week. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. All right, folks. And like I said earlier, what is a tech show without talking about technology? I know we we spent a lot of time talking about our journey and and how things have been and what we've learned up until uh, episode 20. But let's jump back into some tech. And uh, Greg, you've, again, we can never talk enough about customizations, right? There's always something new to learn. We're always constantly figuring out new things and and, and, uh, learning new things on our own. And again, we love to share those with everyone. So let's talk about some of the customizations that you made to your, your home screen and focus modes and things like that. Yeah, so I got rid of one of my focus modes. I had this morning focus mode where... Um, until like nine o'clock in the morning, both my iPad and my phone changed the home screens just so it was the stuff that I did for my morning study, like my Mm -hmm. scripture study and some of that kind of stuff. But I found that that doesn't really work for me anymore. So I got rid of that focus mode and I've remapped focus modes to some of my screens. I did figure out on my fitness focus mode that I could initiate that one if I was using the, uh, workout app or that workout doors app Mm -hmm. that I use. 
So I've got that triggering and that just cleans up a bunch of stuff. It puts on the wayfinder watch face, which I like when I'm riding my bike and cause I can, you know, see the elevation and some of those kinds of things. Right. And, uh, and then it simplifies everything else. But I decided that when I got my pro max, I was going to try and go all in on widgets. Yes. on my home screen on my phone. So I'll just talk about that. I mean, I did revamp my iPad home screen a little, not as much, but for my home screen, I wanted to get rid of all the icons. So, okay. and I was able to do it because most of the time when you've got um when you've got a widget, you tap on it and you can get into the app, right? So yeah. that was kind of my premise. So I did change my dock. So originally I had something else in the place of Safari in the dock. I can't remember what it was, but then I realized I was using Safari so much that mm -hmm. I didn't want to keep using Spotlight Search or go to a second page. So in my dock on the right is Safari, then Messages, then PCalc, and then yep. Outlook. Now Outlook's what I use for email, um, period, end of story. All my Gmail, all my work email, everything goes through Outlook. So my work calendar is in there, all of that kind of stuff. So. That's what my dock looks like now. And then okay. above that, I've used Widget Smith to put the my absolute favorite picture of my wife. Yeah. And it's in one of the medium-sized ones, so that is there. And then if I swipe up on that widget, it goes to find my for her. So okay. you know, if I want to see if she's left school or whatever the case may be, then I can right. go in and see that. I don't my kids are in college, so I'm not going to try and track the college kids. Yeah, it's probably yeah, a you bad have no idea. Need to. They've left it on so I can still go see. And every yeah. once in a while, like when I need to talk to Dustin or something, I can see if he's in um, in the music building at right. U of H or you, not. You'll know right? whether to message him or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it yeah. makes sense. So, but anyway, so I can tap on that and get into it, which is great. Next that, because the medium icons, you can put two side by side, right? Yes. And I'll do a short on this, just kind of show this, or I'll throw a screenshot up or something like that if I can make sure that there's nothing I don't want the world to see on here. Mm -hmm. Then I use notes a ton, not just for our show, but for all of my personal journaling, my personal study is notes. And so I actually have another medium sized widget that is two different notes widgets. One of them is a, uh, it'll open the last created quick note. Okay. And it shows the text in there. And so first thing in the morning, and I actually need to build a shortcut to do this every day. I want a brand new quick note. And so I need to build a shortcut that just at 12.01 a.m., it automatically creates a new one, and it's just sitting there nice and neat for me to use. I need to figure, okay. if I, figure out if I can do that. But anyway, so I can see that one there, and I can just tap on it, and it pulls up the note. Now, I'm getting some weird behaviors, and I wrote about this in the uh, iOS 17, or I talked about it in the video I did on iOS 17. When I Sometimes when I go into notes from these widgets, it mm -hmm. doesn't go where I expect it to. And... If it does go, like if it goes into the folder and I tap on a note in a folder, it doesn't open it. But if I hit back, then it's on that note. So there's some weird behavior okay. going on there. But that's so what I have there. Any other widgets not updating? Because I've been seeing that too. Like the widgets just don't update like they should. Nope. Okay. I haven't had so that maybe problem. I'll just do a soft reset. Yeah. And then my other one, if I swipe on that widget, the other one is all my iCloud notes. So the reason I put that one up there is then it puts up any note that's the most recent one I did something with, right. I can put it there. And I've got some pin notes that I use regularly, or like right now, the one that's showing on there is the show outline for today's yep. show, because we've been updating that, so. 
Okay. Above that, I have a large fantastic or a large set of widgets, and one of them is Fantastical, and I'm using Fantastical's calendar and up next. So it's like got a couple of appointments that my daughter has later today because I don't have anything else at least on this calendar after we record. I have a meeting when we're done today, but it's on my Outlook stuff. So that's kind okay. of my personal calendar, but it also is a way for me to see the date. And you know, I'm always trying to figure out what day as something is happening on you know that kind of stuff so i yeah. got there yeah if i swipe on that stack then i also have the all icloud which now i need to remove since i put it down there in that um in that uh in that smaller one so actually i'm going to take that mm -hmm. off right now and by the way Wait, but that I one's have... showing like birthdays and and anniversaries and things like that so fantastic you remove that one no oh, okay. i'm removing the notes one i've got two Basically, I've got two widgets now that go to the all notes folder in notes. Mm -hmm. I don't need that one. That's one I'm removing. Okay. So, but no, the so, Fantastical one I'm leaving on there for sure. Okay. And that one, and it does like the holidays. It shows you yeah, Arbor Day exactly. and, and stuff like that. Okay. Yep. Okay. And then the other one behind that. So this is kind of my functional one. The other thing behind that is Microsoft's to-do app. Um, Cause that's what I use for all my to-dos. So I can just swipe and I can see that. So and you don't use the Apple uh, reminders. I thought you used reminders. Yeah. No, I don't. Not for work-related stuff. So I do okay. use it for my personal reminders and things like that. But um, I like Microsoft To Do. It integrates into the Outlook app. It's good on the Mac. Right. Um, right. So yeah, I use it because I can categorize things just a little bit better from a work standpoint. So okay. And that's free even if you don't have an Office 365 subscription. Okay. So. So yeah, I use that. They've made it interactive. Them and Fantastical, both of those widgets are totally interactive. So, okay. And then the top large widget. So I've got three layers, three levels of widgets, right? Two mediums mm -hmm. on the bottom, a large one on the middle, and the large one on the top. And the top one, I've got Widget Smith, that CoverFlow one that I told you about, right? Where you can swipe yes. through the album covers. And so I've got that one with the things that I do the most i've got you know my station that if i want apple to just play a bunch of music that it picks for me it'll do that um yeah. and then i've got um you'll laugh about this but riders in the sky remember the old band with the uh, tumble and tumbleweeds and that kind of stuff yeah yeah, yeah. so that's one of them and then i've got <laughs> you know some of the key other key playlists that i listen to just a ton are in that but it's really nice because i was able to pick like for my christmas playlist i've got a picture of the christmas village that i do with the Christmas tree. Um, so anyway, that's what I've got there. The great thing about that is I tap through once I get to the playlist, I just tap mm -hmm. on it again and it starts playing. And underneath that is the music now playing app. So that'll automatically update that too. Okay. So once I hit play on that, I can see that it's been updated. And then the third one in that smart stack is overcast. And it's got, I can resume the podcast I was just listening to, or it's showing me the two new podcasts that have dropped in my feed. And so that's kind of my entertainment widget that's up there on the top. So okay. I've got my entertainment, my work, my wife, and my notes. That's all my home screen. There's not a single icon other than in the dock. Okay. So how are you navigating icons? Not, I know there's other pages of apps and things like that, but when you need quick access, are you just using Spotlight? Yep, yep. And okay. this is why I had to set this up. So if you put the large widget down on the bottom, because where my thumb rests is like right in the middle of the bottom set of widgets. 
right? Yes. If I put the large one down there and try and do spotlight, it activates the widget too often. It's like yeah. I'm tapping on the widget. So by putting the two medium ones there with space in the middle, it's not a big deal. I just drop down spotlight. And especially with um, shortcuts for the different things you're searching for showing mm -hmm. up when you search for, through spotlight, that's what I'm using. My second page has one, two, three, four, five, six apps, three folders mixed in with some other stuff, seven apps and three folders mixed in. But I hardly ever go to this. The, I'm one of the things I do go to this page for, that's where the phone icon is now, is on page two, and I only have two pages. But one of the reasons I come here is I have a, a large widget from Sports Alerts that's got all of the top 25 college football teams on it right now. Right. So, so I can see those. Like the ranking? It, it shows- it No, it's got their the, games. Uh, the rankings? So like right now, oh, okay. it's showing all the Saturday games, what time they are and what their, you know, what their records are and stuff like that. Yeah. And then behind that is the, um, actually that one's a pretty deep stack. I've got the weather widget, so I could get it there, but I usually do weather on my watch. I've got the find my, or the contacts widget, yep. a large one with four contacts from my family in it. And then I've got uh, a news widget just to show Apple top news stuff. Okay. The other widget I have on there, and this one's kind of a, the way I'm trying to make it work is, I do go into photos quite a bit. And so I put a medium widget up there that's photos. So mm -hmm. I could just tap and go into that photos. I'm probably gonna get rid of that widget and just put the photos icon on because it changes what photos it's showing me. Sometimes it'll do today or you know whatever. And so then when I go into right. the photos app, I still have to switch and go to the library. So that's what I was gonna, that's, that's what I was gonna ask. Can you keep a static photo on there? You know, well, I could. I think I could if I did Widget Smith, but this was, I just wanted to go straight into the Photos app. This was instead of right. having the Photos icon, just use the widget to go into the yeah. Photos app. So I'll, I'll be tweaking that one. So I don't go to this page a lot. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I just, just from that yeah. front, that one single page, your front page. Yeah. So and I have done a few things like I've created shortcuts for um, apps. And like, if I were to, if I had the icon for my, uh, scripture study app on here, it would mm -hmm. not be the default from the churches, uh, that installs, it would be a custom picture of Christ yeah. that I have that would do it. Um, so I changed it to that and, yeah. you know, some of those kinds of things. So that's a lot of customization that you can do, but I wanted to share that. I'll try and do a, um, a short or something like that on it, but I've got a combination of all these things. Widgets, custom icons, shortcuts, focus modes, action button. Yeah. Really love the action button, what I'm doing with the action button. So it's just, it's part of what's, I said this in my blog post, I'm falling back in love with using the iPhone. Right. And right. it's a combination you, of all these things that I can now use it kind of the way that I want to use it. And there's only one thing that's driving me absolutely bonkers. And I heard somebody else finally say this yesterday on a podcast. I was listening to ATP. Casey List said the same thing. He was trying to use the 80% max charge. Mm -hmm. And he just went up to the max phone. He had never been on a max phone. He's finally on the max phone. But he's having the same problem that I am is that it just makes me think about the battery life way too much. Now, over the weekend, right. I was in and out of the house doing a whole bunch of stuff, never put it on a charger during the day. And charging it to max, I'd go to 80%. And then it would end the day around 20 Right. right. But yep. there's Same something 
Same something here. stressful about that battery icon feeling mostly empty. And I don't put the percentage <laughs> up, but it feels mostly empty. And I haven't had a day where I was like always on cellular yet. Yep. And so I'm just concerned that that it would put me down into low power mode by the end of the day, like if I was out and about all day. So, yeah, I mean, the reality is I just need to turn this off. It's stressing me out, right? I just need to yeah. turn it off and let it charge to max. And the battery life will still be fine in, in a year when I trade it in or when I decide to turn it into my camera right. for the podcast. So, And if, but it, if the that, battery's damaged and it goes down below, what is it, 79%, you can just take yeah. it and get it replaced anyway. So yeah. it's really no big deal. You are stressing yeah. for no reason. Yep. So, matter of fact, I'm going to go do that right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go turn that setting off. So, but yeah, I mean... I. It's just, it's making this stuff do what you want it to do, right? And yeah. I said this about the Snoopy watch face. If the Snoopy watch face makes you happy, use it, yes. right? If you want to go change, you want to go buy a custom icon set and um, make everything look like Easter pastel for Easter's and red and green for Christmas and, you know, whatever, do it. And yeah. if you want to know more about how to do that, we'll help you. It's all through shortcuts, so it is a little bit more technical. But it's nothing that most people couldn't figure out how to do once you have the icons. So, right. yeah, do what makes you happy. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, th that's a good point. A lot of people don't realize how techy they are until they have to do something on their own, right? If they're so used to just handing someone the phone or saying, hey, do this for me or do that. Once they try to do it on their own and they say, hey, that really wasn't that hard, they'll realize just how much they've been trained over the last few years with these new devices and things like that. So yeah. Yeah. And that's what we're here for. Yep. We'll get you through. So the last thing I wanted to cover and it's weird. It's one of those things where I thought they were already doing something like that. So Greg sends me, uh, uh, one of the, uh, the newsletters that we read. Um, this one's, uh, from someone at Bloomberg. Um, well, I can't remember the name, but yeah, so this was power Apple's, on Mark Gurman's. Oh, it was Gurman. That's right. It was, it was power um, on. I Mark think it Gurman. was. Yeah. So, yeah. So he wrote about Apple's, uh, uh they're, they're ready and uh, creating a system to be able to update software to unopened mm -hmm. phones. Right. So Greg and I mentioned last week, um, before people got their 15s and, and their 15, uh, pros in, there was already an update to iOS 17, right? And uh, it was a crucial one. You needed to update it right out of the box, right? So before you transferred your data, otherwise it would yeah. cause major issues. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You would you would have to uh, not start uncommon back right? over after the I update. I mean, it is not uncommon to have this happen, right? I mean, you can right. think about this from a logistics standpoint. They're in a factory. Mm -hmm. They've got to be boxed. The and they have to make millions the, of them. Yeah, and millions. the betas for iOS are running right up until release candidate. They do the release candidate release two weeks before the phone arrives on somebody's desk, right, at their house. Right. And so there is no time. If there's anything after that, even at that point, right, mm -hmm. how do you box millions of iPhones? How do you update millions of iPhones box them all, prep them for shipping in two weeks. Yes. 
which yeah. is what in theory they would have to do. So if you think about it from a user perspective or, you know, how Apple are about their, their customers anyway, they want to make, give them the best experience, having to open a device and not have to worry about updates and stuff is, is a good user experience, right? Not having to, not having to worry about connecting to Wi-Fi and doing an update, just open it in a box and start that transfer process, transfer your service over. And then if you have to do an update later on or something like that, that's a, that's a good point to do it. But do you, do you remember, um, Jason, when Steve Jobs went, there's no way we're going to make somebody charge their phone? Right. I remember right? that. It's, and they it, come charged. Yeah. Yeah. They come with charge where you could start using it immediately. Now, this was back when iPhones were still, you didn't get a brand new one every year or every two years, right? There were still right. a lot of people not getting iPhones. And he's like, no, the first experience somebody has with this beautiful device that's going to change their life is not going to be to have a red flashing battery icon that says plug me in and wait for four right. hours. Because how many to, devices to do you get that it. say, please charge to full before first use? Right. A lot, a lot. Or, or it'll say like connect for like an hour or something like that, or, or charge for like an hour, an hour and a half or something before use. And right. That was a, uh, uh, that was a good move. That was a good customer service move by, uh, by, uh, you know, from, from Apple. So this is part of that. Right. It's that initial experience, that initial impression that someone gets when opening an iPhone for the first time. Right. It it, it, it it may not be geared towards people who upgrade every year or people who love iPhones like us. But if you hand someone an iPhone, they open it out of the box and they look at it. and say, Wow, this thing is beautiful. And then right immediately, please update me before you can use me or please yeah. charge me. That ruins the experience. So what Apple came up with is they, they have a system now where they're going to preload this software on the phones, right, before they ship. I don't know at what point. I'm assuming before it leaves the factory, right, because once it's in a carrier's hand, they're not going to do anything with them. Well, they'll have I'm to assuming. on those. They'll have to on those, but this talked about in-store. So right, the ones in-store too, yeah. Think about all – I mean, they're flying off the shelves right now, right? But think yeah. about that iPhone – 14 pro mm -hmm. that's been out for over a year and it's that one color that's been sitting on the shelf in that one small store for the last six months and how many software updates right have their best and security I mean, patches and things correct. like that yeah correct yeah so this was specifically mentioned in store but i would assume that they would have something at the right. factory right or at the storage facility or whatever that's going to do the same thing. Sorry, I interrupted you. Keep right. going. No, no, no. So what they came up with is uh, they're going to plan this system, right? And basically, it's going to be uh, like a pad-like device, and they'll be able to stack phones on top. What it's going to do, send a signal to the phone to wake the phone, do the update, and then send a signal to shut down the phone, right? To put it in standby mode to save on that battery life. Well, they're right? going to so power it on Yes, power it, it on. off. Right. It isn't right. just that because these phones don't they don't sit in these boxes in in standby uh, mode. Right. In, right. They're right, off. In what we think of as standby mode. Right. We think of it as powered off, which I don't think is 100 percent accurate. We'll we'll geek no. out on that here in just a minute. No, no, it's not. So yep, send a signal to power it on do the whole boot process to boot up because it has to be booted to receive the uh, the software upgrade, run the upgrade and then somehow know when it's complete send a signal to shut the phone down again, right? 
So we talked without about opening it. Opening the box. Without opening all the box, the little still tatties the are still intact, right? So my question to you, one, I thought they were already doing something similar to that, but now when you understand the process that it's going to take, when does Apple give up that control? Because this is not something that they advertise that they have the ability for. So maybe this is the last two devices, right? That iPhone 14 and, and 15, right? And, and phones going forward. They didn't mention iPads. They didn't mention AirPods and things like that. But when you think about it, what gives a phone the ability to be remotely turned on and turned off? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right it's kind of it's kind of like the uh like the black mirror that sci-fi show like you know sci-fi twilight zone kind of show like i didn't know apple had that much control over devices and yeah. when is that when do they give up that control yeah i mean here's the thing nobody needs to panic about this right yes I mean, this yes is, this is not this a is scare like tactic. all those stupid emails that i get that say <laughs> hey i infected your computer and i can control your camera and i've been watching right. you right uh, this is right. not that kind of a scenario. And if anybody's going to do this right, it's going to be Apple. So It's going to be Apple. No, and not for no, nefarious reasons, right? They're not going to yeah. turn over that type of control to a yeah. government agency, right? How many times has Apple ran into issues with the government because they wouldn't unlock someone's devices or turn yeah. over someone? So I, I trust Apple. But it's just weird knowing that they have that control, right? Here, here's what I think it is. So if I remember right, when you... Um, there's a setting, matter of fact, I'll go in and look at it right now, but there's a setting in Find My, mm -hmm. right, where you can specify for your device. Let me go into my Pro Max and notify as left behind. But there's also this feature, I thought, I don't see it in here right now, but I thought there was also, um, maybe it's in the other settings. I, I think there's a feature, or at least I thought there was a feature that said, hey, when, um, if you flip this on, your device will be able to be located even when it's powered off. Right. And right. so I don't remember exactly where, where it is, but I know mine is on because I know when I shut down my phone, either restarting or something, it says iPhone is still, um, iPhone is able to be tracked or iPhone is still able to be located or something like that. It gives you that pop-up notification when the phone is turned off or when it's booting down to let you know, even though you're turning it off, it's still going to be tracked. So that is a, that is a setting. So it's yeah, when, I even can't, when the phone is off, it's not actually off. Yeah. I can't find it right now. So, um, but yeah, I, I really thought there was something around that and yes. Um, what they, probably are using there is bluetooth le right bluetooth low i think energy. so so because they're talking about a pad right and they're stacking them on that pad so they have to be within a few feet and i'm assuming you can only stack them yay high right it may only be able to put 10 devices because the yeah. iphone box is what two inches you know uh like yeah. the height of it so if you stack you know it probably has a certain height and then that top one won't receive the updates or something so there's limitations to it yeah, so I think that's probably what they're doing, right? So if they can find the location, um, if they can find the location when it's powered off using mm -hmm. the Find My Network, that means there's some sort of signal that's being there until the battery dies, 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 right? Yes, Which would probably take forever. Yeah, totally dead. Um, and I had some of the similar issues. Remember when the AirPods Max came out, right? There was this big thing about all the AirPods Max dying when you thought mm -hmm. you would put them into standby mode 
but you really hadn't. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? So, so yeah. I think it's probably the, um, I think that's probably the thing. I don't know. It could be that, but right. so my guess is there's something like that that will allow them to send that signal and, right. um, or maybe the NFC chip too, right? Because you have to be in a certain range for NFC to even work. Yeah. Right. And these new phones have where you can tap. So maybe if it's like, like I say, a short stack of maybe 10 or to, you know, eight to 10 boxes, they're within that range. And, you know, maybe they're using an NFC chip. We don't know. Right. They're, they're, and they're not going to release this. They're not going to unlock this for developers to be able to develop things for, at least not in the future. But it's just one of those things where Apple has these abilities to do phones like diagnostics on the AirPods. Right. There's not many ports and not many things they can do, but they'll. We took them to the Apple store, you know, a couple of weeks ago and they ran diagnostics on them. Yeah. Right. You think about when you remove the watch band and they have that little port inside of the the little the little notch right there on the on your Apple watch. And we always thought that was going to be some kind of expansion port for different watch bands and stuff like that. But it turned out it was like a diagnostic port or something. So these yeah. phones have a lot of abilities that we don't know about that Apple can take advantage of. And uh yeah, this is just an example of that, right? Really yeah, cool. I'm not I'm not worried about it. I mean, I've had Apple support folks say, hey, I'm going to send you a link and click on this, and it's going to you know, run a script on your phone and pull back some diagnostics so I can, um, so I can see what's going on. There, there is a lot of that kind of stuff. So, yeah, you know, I, I don't know that I, I don't worry about it. Right. Yeah. So if this, if this gets out there, concern. that's what the media is going to say. Um, they're going to say, Hey, this is Apple. They can shut off your device, do anything they want with it. And that's just not the case. So, yeah. Well, in theory, they could. I don't think that's going to be the case. They're not going to be shutting people's phones down remotely or whatever. And and obviously, again, this is a, a, a pad like device. This is a separate piece of hardware that that's going to control that. So it's not going to be somebody walking around with a remote in their pocket, shutting down iPhones. Um, but, you know, cool is for them to pull back the curtain a little bit and say, Hey, this is what we're doing to improve that experience. And then us as geeks say, Hey, I didn't know you can do that. <laughs> like, yeah. I didn't realize that was a thing. Yep. So, yeah. So but, yeah, I'm just, I'm looking at an article on the verge. Now this is a little bit, it's a 2021 article, but you know, it talks about which phones can do this. And this was only through the 13 at the time, but yeah, it's okay. basically that send last location. As long as you've got that on, it's constantly going to be sending that until the battery really You're right. right. Dies, oh, it was right? the yeah, the send last location, right? Yeah. So if someone grabs your phone and turn it off, it, it can still yeah. send that uh, that location out. And so it says if you're using iOS 15, I assume it's still on on 16 and 17, on your iPhone, you'll be able to locate it even if it's run out of battery power or has been shut off. So yeah, there's something going on there. Um and maybe they'll, maybe as part of this, they come up with a new state, right? That's this like super low battery mm -hmm. mode, right? That all of their phones kind of sit in until you power it on the first time. And then it, you know, it's, it's this preloaded state. Who knows, right? But yeah. I'm not worried about them doing anything nefarious with it. Um, but I think it's cool yeah, that you don't have so. to worry about a device you get having to, oh, I've missed six versions of the software. Right, right. So, okay, all right. Well, 
that was all I had today. Uh, I did want to talk about that. I thought it was really cool. Um, and uh, thanks for sharing those customizations. Really weird that you're not, you don't have the phone <laughs> app on your phone, which again, is going to make me reconsider too. There's some apps that I just have just out of habit from my very first iPhone to now just always having those, those few icons down there. And maybe with some widgets and things like that, I can, I can get them moved around. Yeah. I've made a few really nice, pretty contact posters and most of them I've never seen pop up on the screen. Right. <laughs> it's the contact photo because it's always the messaging. So Yeah. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, that's all we had this week. Uh, uh, I think that was a good show. I think that was a long enough episode to work with. So thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening as usual. And, and we'll talk to you soon. Have a good one. All right. So I'm going to hit done.